stalking bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying. I'll never forget you. Why are you equating them to the Germans, the quote-unquote good Germans who look the other way? Well, if that was going on at this moment, and we had a film like this, it would have really hurt the Nazis, I'll tell you. But you'll have a movie like this soon. And then there'll be a big question asked of you. What did you do? news with resistance chicks we're your hosts leah and michelle it's friday which means we're going to bring you the top news from this week my favorite of which has got to be jim caviezel and the sound of freedom this finally mo- this movie is finally coming out we've been waiting for 2018, years years for this film to come out five years they've been sitting on it's a it's a sex trafficking film about Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard, and he is really good friends with our very good friends, Leo and Nancy. So, in addition to that, even though that is breaking news, and we're going to get into that a little bit more, Leah, you said uh, Diane Feinstein has had a Joe Biden moment. Yeah, she didn't know that she was gone for a couple months. You know, she thought she was here so taking votes. Old. Or, in she Washington, is literally like, I mean, eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Yeah. Well, this week the Durham report dropped. And, of course, the mainstream media wants to say it's a nothing burger. Let's just sweep that under the rug. It we exonerates some, Trump. It does. It does. And then we have some FBI whistleblowers who have been treated just horrendously, of course, by the agency that they're trying to blow the whistle on. Exactly. we got that and so much more coming up right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. All right. So, Leah, we have been eagerly anticipating the sound of freedom for five years yes it's a film with jim caviezel yeah where he portrays tim ballard who has been on the front lines for like decades fighting sex trafficking child sex trafficking. he rescues children he, from, from the, the of hell it, literally and he's adopted some of them a couple of yeah i mean this man is literally a hero or a saint or both he is and you know what's interesting is that he's mormon i love that he's mormon yeah and um I like how Jim Caviezel explains away, like, okay, let me tell you the story about the Good Samaritan, you idiots. You know, there was this Pharisee that went by Uh and didn't help the guy on the side of the road. And and then here's this one guy. The Mormon. The Mormon who's out there rescuing kids from the bowels of hell. Yeah. Children who have been in uh, horrendous situations. Uh, You'll see, I think, I don't know if this is a clip, but I watched a clip where um, one of the guys that he ended up working with uh, had like a come to Jesus moment where he realized that the prostitute that he was sleeping with um, wasn't 25. She was 14. No. And she had been doing it that. since she was six. What? And then he's like, I am. And she, he says, I looked into her eyes and I saw the darkness. And then he realized I am the darkness. And he went to blow his head off. What? 
Right. And then he he prayed to God. Wow. And God intervened and said, you can help stop this. That's incredible. And so he went and tried to help. So, so this is another guy. That's another guy in the movie. So when so, it comes to, I want to, uh, when it comes to Tim Ballard mm-hmm. and they were going to make a movie about him, yeah. he had one person in mind that he wanted to play him. Jim Caviezel. Jim, who doesn't want Jesus to <laughs> play but them? the Fox studio that did it yeah. didn't want Jim Caviezel. Because Jim, first of all, Jim is a righteous man of God. I think that's one of the reasons why they don't want him. But number two, they don't really, they, they kind of so, look the same, but Jim had to dye his hair blonde. So you know that Jim Caviezel We're the contacts. one of us, right? Yeah, he's totally So he awake. was he was going to come to the first reawakening tour, which was the Health and Freedom Conference, but and he did stream in live. Yeah, and he talked about adrenochrome and how people take the you know you he know he knows I don't know it to, all the depth of it. But this movie, they need our help to get it into theaters. It, and so it's what happened was it was supposed to debut in twenty twenty, and then we all know what happened in twenty twenty, and then exactly. it kind of stalls out. What do you do with this film that's now made? Right, and then the the globalists aren't going to want it out because it exposes them with the he sex exposes trafficking. Here's the thing. Jim Caviezel exposes, I don't know if it's in this movie or not, but he exposes the Rothschilds, the, the central bankers, the, the deep state. He is one of us. All the while preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what happens is they have partnered with Angel Studios, who has who did uh, The Chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you might know them they as Vid Angel. They want to get this movie in as many theaters as possible. So They want they, it to be like a movie movie. So if they pre-sell tickets... They're trying to do okay. two million tickets. Then uh, they can get it into more theaters. Yeah. And if they get it to more theaters, you're going to get those walk-in people right. who see Jim Caviezel's face. Who love face. Jim Caviezel. And they're going to go see this movie. How do you not love that man? Okay. So what I want everybody to do... Um, you can go to... Um, I Just look up The Sound of Freedom online. It's a couple and down. And what you can do is you can... Don't just buy some tickets for yourself. Buy 10 tickets for other people. It's 100 bucks. It's right there And online. I think if everybody says, what can we do to stop sex trafficking? What can we do? What can we do? Grab a hundred bucks, go help people watch this movie, get it into the theater. Do theaters. you have the clip that he where he says, Now what are you gonna do with this information that you have? Well, we'll say it at the end. Okay. But let's first I want to roll. This is the trailer, and then I'm gonna have uh, I have another we get clip. no kickback from this. We just want you all to see the movie. We're not associated with them at all. We're just that excited. Exactly. Let's roll this, let's roll the um trailer here real quick. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? This is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time with a child, five to ten times a day. God's children are not for sale. How long have you been doing this? Twelve years now. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? No creo que rescate niños, ¿verdad? Puedes ayudarme a encontrar mi hermana. Te lo prometo. For Homeland Security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. Which means she'll disappear for good. Walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What we do? You quit your job and you go and rescue those kids. So at this moment, she could be a block down the road, or she could be in Moscow, Bangkok, LA. 
major operator. It's all rebel territory. No one goes in. Not the army, not the police, not us. What if this was your daughter? There's no Marine unit coming. You're on your own. This job tears you to pieces. And this is my one chest. Put those pieces back together. When God tells you what to do. So there are all these photos and there's a lot of child pornography online. Mm -hmm. And the question there is how how many kids have you rescued? Right. You put all the pedophiles in jail. You're putting these pedophiles, knocking the pedophiles off one by one, but no, the kids are just being killed. Right. They're not being rescued and, and they're not being rehabilitated. That's why people think that it's not a big deal because they kill all the kids. And Tim Ballard rescues the kids. There the guy are, the that kids Tim are there. Diesel is portraying rescues the kids. It's like Epstein's Island. Yeah. Like, how is it that you can have um, these victims and then you don't have any pedophiles? It's reversed. You have all these pedophiles and you have the images, but they can't find the kids in the images. They can't right. find them because right. they're they they hide them and then they kill them. And and so um God's children are not for sale. And I think that what these people do, they do in darkness. And I guarantee you, I heard, um, and we're going down conspiracy theory. We're just already on the track right now. Okay. I remember hearing, um, Sandra Bullock say that she takes the, um, the The stuff, no stuff from, uh, from around a baby's, uh, penis and they put it on their face Hmm. to make them look younger. And that's what they tell you they do. Okay. I'm not going to go into the details. You guys can look up adrenochrome and all that stuff. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. Well, we got to put a stop to it. Yes. And I, and by bringing it to the light, it's stuff that you don't want to talk about. It makes us very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important that when we talk about it, we bring the power of God and the love of God to it. Amen. And we pray about it. And we ask God to stop it from happening right? To stop this from happening, bring it to the light, expose them. Because here's the thing. If you cut off the head of the snake, then everybody gets set free. And the head of the snake, you know, it goes down. It's the bankers. It's the Rothschilds. It's, um, you can't do all this stuff without the central bankers. You can't do all this stuff without the fake fiat dollar. Right. Honestly, guys, the reason we hammer the fiat dollars, because we know when we stop the central banks and we stop the federal reserve, they lose the ability to get kids on a yacht somewhere and take them to another island. You're constrained when you're using gold and silver. You can't just go places and you can't use helicopters. You can't use, you know, all these these airplanes and take Besides them places. Besides that, but you always see the movies of the suitcases of money. Imagine, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is, you have to be able to print into infinity in order to come up with all of this stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to roll this next clip. Uh, you're you're going to be surprised at how red-pilled Jim Caviezel is. Go ahead and play this next clip. The is about to destroy humanity. They got enough on their plate. Why is this pandemic? Why, why is this of such a level that you're saying that if they don't respond, they're equivalent to the Germans who looked the other way uh, when the Jews were being slaughtered 
in the death camps, sir. We got a minute, and I'll hold you through. Just, just tee it up. Well, why, why is the middle third who just are not paying attention or not engaged? Why are you equating them to the German, the quote unquote good Germans who look the other way? Well, if that was going on at this moment, and we had a film like this, it would have really hurt the Nazis. I'll tell you. But you'll have a movie like this soon. And then there'll be a big question asked of you. What did you do? And the Bible is alive right now. We're all playing different characters. I got to play Jesus. But some of us are playing Judas. Many of us are politicians. You see, there's, there's three parts in this story. You got the good and you got the evil. But most, they're on the fence. That's most, and the fight is over that middle third. Well, I'm gonna take as many of these middle third with me as I can. Steve, I can uh, start with Yes, sir. I, I wanna start with you, I'm so tired right now. I wanna say, um, Do you I wanna start with ahead. you and why I trust you. You were with us on the Passion of the Christ. You saw what we went through. We were called anti-Semitic. Well, unlike many of you, I believe Jesus was a Jew. And um, I'm certainly not anti-Semitic. How could I be? I love the Son of Man. And he led us in this direction. And he's leading me towards the children. And I know right now, if we don't get 2 million people. For these 2 million children, I've done, not done my job. And I'll have been outdone by a very, very, very brave man named Tim Ballard, who's put his life on the line. And he put his life on the line for bringing me in. See, I, when Fox was doing this movie, they didn't want me. I, I'm not saying all of Fox doesn't want me. I'm saying at the, at the power positions, they would not hire me. And I was one of their main guys. I, I did a movie called The Thin Red Line. And then suddenly after the passion, I couldn't get a job. The studios wouldn't hire me, but see, they're all controlled by the central banks. People have to, do you really think Biden is the president of the United States? Do you really think he's running our country? Please, who above him, who are the puppeteers? Here's how you'll know that everything I've said is the truth. When they come out and they just blast me, they have to, they have no choice because the devil has no choice in this matter. God is coming for him. And I'm talking about the Christ Jesus God. That is the one that's coming after him. And there's a big storm coming and they know it. So they have to go and threaten you with everything from Q and on or whatever they want to say. Do you know what Q really means? It means question. That's what one of these people told me. And I said, well, that, that seems like a good thing. Anon, question, right? Anons then go out and research it to see if it's true because we've been sped, fed their lies. Think about Monday. What happened? A Durham report was dropped. FBI, the CIA, the whole, all of these guys are involved. Now, I know it's not all of them. The lower guys are probably just crying. But I'm asking you warriors to come out and tell the truth. If we would just unite. You know, I love that scene from Mel Gibson. I love that movie when he runs out. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. <laughs> well, I'm here to pick one right now because I'll do it for my children. I'll do it for your children. 
He was quoting Braveheart there with me, put a little accent on going to pick a fight. Um, you know, I love Jim here. He looks very exhausted. I think that he's going hard. He's trying to get 2 million people to pre-buy tickets. So you can buy tickets for other people. So I don't know what the website is. Just I did a search myself this afternoon and came up with it. The Sound of Freedom and then find the VidAngel link or whatever. Um, I actually have it on resistancechicks.com on today's show. So you guys can go to resistancechicks.com, go to today's show, click on the link for the Sound of Freedom and pre-buy tickets for other people. Because this, here's the deal. Leah, do you think that there's 2 million people awake in the United States that know about the sex trafficking and are trying to stop it? Oh, yeah. So if every single person buys a ticket, we're done. Absolutely. I have one more clip for you. <laughs> so Jim Caviezel is Catholic, but you know what he calls the Pope? We have a Rothschild Pope. I love it. This this red pill, you're going to love this. I what, When you watch this clip, you'll thank me. Right now, we have our Bibles being ripped from us. We're supposed to go along with the LGBTQ community. Where is our Pope? Why is he not speaking out when poor Catholics are being ripped to, to kingdom come from the FBI? These are the things that are going on in there. It's like a, 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 a tentacle, the, the, uh, octopus with arms. It's many, many arms, but you got to go after the head of the octopus in this one. Who is it? The central banks, the IMF, the ECB, the private West central banks, the biz, the Rothschild banks. We have a Rothschild Pope. And there are great Americans out there that are fighting right now, fighting with all their hearts, but they, they don't have a voice. So I'll be that voice. I saw what John the Baptist did. I think about him all the time in this situation. Would you lose your head for Christ? Would you? I would, because I love him. I love him. And I know who's Christ in this movie, Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard. And I know you out there that you're going to say, oh, Tim Ballard, Mormon, forget it. Listen to me. Do you not know the Gospels? Do you know the story about this? Let's pretend there was a Catholic who walks by and sees a guy that was beaten up. He does nothing. Walks past him. Say there was a Protestant, evangelical, walks by. He sees him, does nothing. And then a Mormon walks by, names Tim Ballard, and he does something. The Bible is alive right now. We're all playing different characters. I got to play Jesus. But some of us are playing Judas. Many of us are politicians. You see, there's there's three parts in this story. You got the good and you got the evil, but most they're on the fence. That's most, and the fight is over that middle third. Well, I'm going to take as many of these middle third with me as I can. So. I'm glad that that repeated because that was worth repeating. Most yeah. are on the fence. Yeah. And I think that that's where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. We've we've got that middle third and that's why you're here. That's why Leah and I are here. That's why Brighteon is here. Yeah. To get that middle third, to get to the get people that. off of the fence. I am so excited about this. When he talked about Tim Ballard being the good Samaritan, the, the Mormon that comes in, right? Come on, guys. We've got to be, so, got to stop being so divided and divisive. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, even um, Jim Caviezel is a Catholic. Many people watch it. Well, you're not a Christian. You're a Catholic. Are I you know, kidding me? That right. man is full, more full of the, of the love of God than a lot of the Protestants that I know. So what are you guys going to do? You're going to go to thesoundoffreedom.com. You're going to get some tickets for yourself. It comes out at July 4th weekend, uh, and you're going to pay it forward. So please do that. All right. I'm gonna, um, I want to set up the next clip we're going to do on the uh, second half. Durham's report came out. 
it completely exonerates Trump. Now, again, it's very interesting because the mainstream media have all decided, okay, so what? Are we, how are we going to play this? Mm. It's a nothing burger. That's what, they, that's what they're going with. But they've been waiting for it to come out. They all kept saying, I'm going to trust Durham. When the Durham report comes out, it'll show us everything. And then it comes out, and it's like, not a big deal. Yeah. So the, uh, the special counsel, John Durham's highly anticipated report on the origins of the FBI's investigation into the Trump campaign in 2016 revealed that top leaders at the Bureau shut down four, count them, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, investigations into who? Hillary Clinton. Four. They shut down four. They actually had predication for those investigations. Yes. She took bleach bit, hammers to cell phones, okay? There was legitimately uh, reason to investigate her. Right. James Comey even said, there's stuff here, but we're just not going to investigate it. With Trump, there was nothing there, and they made it up. It's hard to fathom. This Trump came out and said it's treason. Yes, it's treason. It's high treason. What do we do about it? This is the uh, appeal to heaven moment because we, here's the thing. Today, we were, we also this week had some FBI whistleblowers who have had their lives ruined, okay? And they were, they, they brought their testimony. Now, guess what? This, you guys, this is what makes us so upset and I understand it. We got to air our grievances. Air them, sister. These whistleblowers are not secret or hidden or anonymous. Mm-hmm. But they used an anonymous whistleblower in the Ukraine phone call, which we have the transcript of the phone call. His whistleblowing was how he interpreted it. Oh my gosh. And, and they impeached Trump over an anonymous whistleblower of a transcript we have the transcript of. Right. None of this makes sense. These are legitimate whistleblowers. Now, who investigates the, the investigators? FBI? We have rogue agencies. Do you understand? We can't have an FBI. Right. We can't have a CIA. You want to know why? Because there's no one to hold them accountable. Absolutely. No. They're accountable to no one. They're accountable to nobody. We can't. If the FBI comes to your door and does something illegal, you can't hold them. They hold themselves accountable. They they are the Fox Garden Hen House. They are the Federal Reserve. Yes. We have any agency, the Federal Reserve, the FBI, the CIA, you guys. They can't exist. Oh, there's no way we're ever going to get rid of it. It's unconstitutional. There's no separation of powers. Exactly. Congress has oversight to do what? Can you bring in an FBI agent? Can you do your own investigation into them? And what authority? By what authority are you going to arrest an FBI agent for doing illegal things? By the DOJ, the Department of Justice, and its own FBI. When the highest echelons of the FBI are doing illegal things with Clinton, Comey, Peter Strzok, the Oars, Nellie, all these people inside the system, they knew they could get away with it. You know why? Because it's unconstitutional. Our constitution doesn't allow for an FBI. Or a CIA. And so our constitution doesn't have any separation of powers. You see the legislative, the executive, the judicial, we just did a constitutional class for kids. Old school survival boot camp, it was awesome. We have these separation of powers. What I didn't tell them was that the FBI and the CIA, they are extra biblical. They're outside of the Constitution. They should not exist. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Okay. So now that Leah's calmed down a little bit, 
we are going to come back on the other side of this break and, and play some clips about the Durham report, give you some more details. And the FBI whistleblowers. And the FBI whistleblowers, like you said, who have put their names out there. They're not anonymous. We know exactly who they are. We've got their faces, we've got their names, we've got their histories and their past. But before that, here's the deal. You can't get this kind of content on YouTube. You nope. can't get it on Facebook. They nope. will censor you. They will censor you. But on Brighteon.com, Brighteon.tv, and the Brighteonstore.com, that's where your freedom is found. So I want you guys to be supporting this network. Go to the Brighteon store, use promo code CHICKS, save 5%, freeze-dried organic blueberry powdered powder, antioxidants, high in nutrients. It retains the maximum nutrition when it's freeze-dried. Pink Himalayan salt. We live salt. with pink Himalayan salt. It's we use it every use. day. So guys, go to the Brighteon store. Dot com. Use promo code CHICKS. Support Keep this us network on the air. Because this is where you're going to get the truth. The sound of freedom, in my opinion, is found on Brighteon.com. Brighteon.tv. Right, we, we will be right back right after these messages. Don't go anywhere unless you're going to the Brighteon store. So, Leah, your comparison of the fox guarding the hen house is so perfect. You know, we just yeah. came back, like you said, from old school survival boot camp. You can see the videos that we've done on our website, resistancechicks.com. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the classes that we taught was city and suburban homesteading. And when mm -hmm. we're talking about having a farm, doing all the things, you need to be able to protect your flock. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to protect all of your animals. And I told everyone to get a livestock guardian dog. You know, those yeah. big great Pyrenees to guard, you wouldn't ever think to yourself, hey, I'm going to get a fox to guard these, you know, yeah. like you're going to get the the right animal to do the job. We don't have any oversight. And these subcommittees, all of this, it's great. To, it's good for si sound bites. But what is actually yeah. being done to hold these guys accountable? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And there's really nothing to do. Nothing that we can do in human power. Uh, we can. Congress can do some investigations, but we need to appeal to God. So let's get into the nitty gritty. In 2014, the FBI investigated a well-placed confidential sources claimed uh, that an, an unnamed foreign government intended to quote, contribute to Hillary Clinton's anticipated presidential campaign as a way to gain influence with Clinton when she would win the presidency, the report said. The field office investigating these claims almost immediately sought a, foreign, a FISA warrant, but it remained in limbo for approximately four months, primarily due to Clinton's then-expected presidential campaign. As stated in the Durham report, According to another agent, the application lingered because everyone was super more careful and scared that the big name Clinton involved. They were pretty tippy-toey around HRC because there was a chance she would be the next president. Durham's report also revealed that three separate FBI field offices in Washington, D.C., Little Rock, Arkansas, and New York City opened investigations into possibly criminal activity involving the Clinton Foundation less than one year before the 2016 presidential election. One of these investigations was spawned by Bart, Bart News contributor Peter Schweitzer's book, Clinton Cash, which exposed the Clinton Foundation's global nexus of influence. The Durham's report detailed, beginning in January 2016, three different FBI field offices opened investigations into possible criminal activity involving the Clinton Foundation. The IRFO case opening communication referred to an intelligence product and corroborating financial reporting that a particular commercial, quote, Industry likely engaged a federal public official in a flow of benefits scheme, namely large monetary contributions were made to a nonprofit under both direct and indirect control of the federal public op official in exchange for favorable government action or influence. 
the WFO investigation was opened as a preliminary investigation because the case agent wanted to determine if he could develop additional information to corroborate the allegations in a recently uh, published book, Clinton Cash. So that's actually in the Durham report. And it says uh, the LRFO and the New York uh, field office, the Little Rock and the New York field office investigations included predication based on source reporting that identified foreign governments that had made or offered to make contributions to the foundation in exchange for favorable, which or is illegal yeah. and punishable by prison. Yeah. So actually, Schweitzer said he received a call from somebody from the New York field office after the book came out. There was a New York Times piece on Uranium One. Uh, it was kind of confirming that we, what we had in the book. And that's what I think triggered the interest with the Clinton Foundation. You had transfer of large sums of money. You had policy positions that were affected and you had certifiable evidence. I'm not a lawyer, so I can't say it was illegal. Ultimately, the FBI leadership held a joint meeting with the three field offices, FBI headquarters, and appropriate U.S. Uh, attorney's offices. The first joint meeting occurred February 1st, 2016. However, the Department of Justice Public Integrity Section Chief Ray Hustler said the FBI briefing at the meeting was poorly presented and saw insufficient predication for at least one of the investigations. The second joint meeting occurred in February 22nd, 2016, which former FBI Director Andrew McCabe chaired. Mm -hmm. McCabe initially directed the field offices to close their cases. They didn't do that against Trump. They said make up information, basically, but later agreed to reconsider the final disposition uh, of the cases. Paul Abat, who was the FBI Washington's field office assistant director in charge at the time, described McCabe's demeanor during the joint meeting as negative, annoyed and, and angry. angry. So in this report, in the Durham report, according to Abate, McCabe stated that they, the department, say there's nothing here. And why are we even doing this? At the close of the meeting, Campbell directed that for any overt investigative steps be taken, the deputy director's approval would have to be required. They were covering for Clinton. Durham's report also revealed that former FBI director James Comey, who, you know what he did not do? He didn't. He did not interview uh, James Comey. Why would you not interview the FBI director? Because he's trying to cover it. You don't, I don't want to know. You don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Don't Plausible that, deniability. This was not a thorough investigation whatsoever, okay? So we're just picking apart a few little pieces, right? This is called uh, kind of giving us circus peanuts, okay? The FBI Director James Comey demanded through an intermediary that the New York field office cease and desist their Clinton Foundation investigation. Just stop looking into these legitimate crimes because yeah. we don't want this kind of mess. Yeah, so early in the week, McCabe claimed the Durham report was never a legitimate investigation, okay? McCabe claimed that. We knew from the very beginning exactly what John Durham was going to conclude. And that's what we saw today. We knew from the very beginning there was never a legitimate investigation. You're right, because they didn't investigate who they needed to investigate. This was a political errand. Durham's report highlighted the FBI's different approaches regarding their investigations into Clinton and Donald Trump. The uh, use of defensive briefings in 2015 contrasts with the FBI's failure to provide a defensive briefing to the Trump campaign approximately one year later when Australia shared the information from Papadopoulos. Uh, you got Matt Gase, who sits on the House Judiciary Committee, uh, said the Clintons had a team of people at the FBI running interference for them to avoid uh, criminal culpability. These matters uh, absolutely warrant additional exposure and review. You've got uh, former Representative uh, Jason Chaffetz uh, said the FBI's investigation into the Clintons were shut down by the higher ups who had an obvious political desire to see Donald Trump lose and Hillary win. So let's go ahead and roll one of these clips here on the Durham Report. The Durham report finally dropped um, on Monday afternoon. 
And it's everything you would expect from this government. It admits the FBI acted without any evidence. It concedes this is not the way it was supposed to be done. It describes a weaponized arm of the government that set out to persecute a private American citizen. It involved the director of the CIA, the FBI, the Obama administration, the Clinton campaign, and the mainstream media. It is 306 pages and it was the culmination of everything we expected from the Russian hoax. It was a sham. It was a psyop. And despite multiple levels of government, Hillary Clinton and the media, look at what the Durham, what Durham suggested as the solution. Possible FBI reform. That's it. That's that's no conspiracy charges and nothing. Really? Well, why would we expect anything different from Durham? A, he's part of the system. If I give him the benefit of the doubt, what is he going to do about it? He says we have to change the hearts and minds of those who are in service and put them back in service to protect and defend the Constitution because they're not doing it now. It's the same road that we're on that I talked about earlier. There are entities in this country that are too big to fail. There are people who are just too big to jail. And if we want results, we have to lead the way. We don't need FBI reform. We don't need CIA reform. We need removal. Yeah, let me give a few uh, highlights from this report. There was no valid predicate for the investigation. And from the report, it is the office's assessment that the FBI discounted or willfully ignored material information that did not support the narrative of a conclusive relationship between Trump and Russia. Similarly, the FBI Inspection Division report says the investigators, quote, repeatedly ignored or explained away evidence contrary to the theory uh, the Trump campaign had conspired with Russia. It appeared there was a pattern of a, assuming nefarious intent. Which you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. An objective and honest assessment of these strands of information should have caused the FBI to question not only the predication for Crossfire Hurricane, but also to reflect on whether the FBI was being manipulated for political purposes. Unfortunately, it did not. You know what they were, they're doing? They're going to put those agents through a little training and put them back on the field. The entirety of the evidence the FBI used to launch its investigation into the Trump campaign is contained in what came to be known as paragraph five, because it ended up in, the, in that spot in a FISA warrant application on Trump volunteer Carter Page. The information in paragraph five came from Australian diplomat Alexander Downer and was derived from an interaction he had at a London wine bar with young Trump foreign policy volunteer George Papadopoulos, ostensibly concerning Russia. Australian diplomats told Durham that the impetus for passing the paragraph five info to the U.S. government in late July 2016 was the release of the hacked DNC emails by WikiLeaks. The entire case came down to an abstract of a diplomatic cable quoted in full. And I'm going to I'm going to skip that. But it, you guys know what the, you guys know all that by now. On the strength of that tiny bit of information, the FBI opened full in investigations into four uh, Trump presidential campaign aides. Number two. There's nothing to this, but we have to run it to the ground. As soon as the FBI received paragraph five, counterintelligence chief who, Peter Strzok and his little lover, uh, had and a supervisory agent rushed to London, where they met with an FBI legal attache and interviewed diplomats at the Australian High Commission. In a taxi on the way to the interview, Strzok reportedly said, there's nothing to this, but we have to run it to the ground. 
That's crazy. All right. That's a misuse of any kind of government funds or resources. This man needs to be in jail. Number three, it's thin. There's nothing to this. A message exchanged on August 11, 2016 between the attache and the supervisory agent shows the Americans were as skeptical as the British. Here we have the British. Dude, are we, or wait, no, this is the... Eucalot. I'm not sure exactly which 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 what's this one? The 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 um where they met an FBI legal attache. That's the that's the uh FBI legal attache. Okay, so here we got this guy. Dude, are we telling them the British intelligence service everything we know or is there more to this? One agent. That's all we have. Um the same agent, not holding anything back. The other guy. Dang, that's thin. The other guy. I know. The other guy. It stinks. The Trump campaign investigation was premised on raw unanalyzed and uncorroborated intelligence and the U.S. intel agencies possess no actual evidence of conclusion collusion when the probe began. Uh, number five, the sensational stories published by the New York Times in February of March 2017 claiming Trump associates were in contact with the Russian intelligence were also false. FBI Director James Comey uh, pushed heavily for investigation of Harder Page starting in April 2016 when Page was a government witness in an espionage investigation of Russian diplomats. And then at the direction of the FBI, confidential human source Stephen Hapler recorded lengthy conversations with Carter Page and George Papadopoulos in which each denied the campaign had any involvement with Russian officials. Mm. Then Durham has uh, was highly critical of the FBI's startling and inaccessible failure to investigate the so-called Clinton intelligence plan. This came from Clinton. This was their intelligence plan. So in late July 2016, U.S. intelligence agencies obtained insight into Russian intelligence analysis alleging Hillary Clinton approved a campaign plan to stir up a scandal against Trump by trying to put him to Putin and the Russians hacking of the DNC. And the report says failed uh, the FBI failed to act on what should have been when combined with other incontrovertible facts, a clear warning sign that the FBI might then be a target of an effort to manipulate or influence the law enforcement process for political purposes during the 2016 presidential election. That's it. Oh my gosh. We discovered that we were just pawns. But wait a minute. If you were pawns of somebody, shouldn't those somebodies who did this go to jail? Hey, well, that's what, so we've got the report. Now, what what is going to happen as a result of the report? Nothing. But we do have some whistleblowers coming out, and I want to play this clip because I want you guys to see this on this Bridie on. The bad guys are running parts of our government. So here we have, I kind of like the left flank here with the Durham report, and the right hand flank, uh, flank here with these FBI whistleblowers, and we're, we're painting the picture. We're beginning to see the picture that our government uh, is run by bad guys, and it's not run by we the people. Let's go ahead and run this uh, whistleblower montage about a chilling effect, right? Not only have we chilled the, the rights of parents to go and express their views, any other whistleblower better take note, right? They better take note. You may not be able to feed your family. It's disgusting. Your security clearance was wrongfully suspended. You have no recourse, right? Because here's the thing. The, the, if you wrongfully strip clearances, the FBI is the one that you appeal to, right? The FBI is supposed to investigate itself. Is that right? That's correct. I just want everybody to understand, we only, only get 40 seconds left. The FBI investigating itself. This is why we're here, folks. This, this committee, we have jurisdiction over the Department of Justice, over the FBI. We are the checks and balances in the system. We have to draw this uh, attention to this because it's our oversight duty. We're all trying to fulfill our responsibilities and our patriotic duties here. I am grateful 
to you men for your willingness to stand forward and take the arrows as you have, even from pe members of Congress over here who are trying to disparage you. It's disgusting. I thank you for your patriotic responsibility. Look, the free speech of parents is chilled. The, the speech and the duty of whistleblowers is chilled. We got a problem, folks, and we're trying to fix it. I'm out of time. I yield back. All of the hardships you've gone through. If one of your really good friends, your former colleagues, came to you and said, I have this thing that is being covered up, and I think the American people know to, know, need to know about it, what advice would you give them? I would tell them first to pray about it long and hard. And I would tell them I could take it to Congress for them, or I could put them in touch with Congress, but I would advise them not to do it. So you would legitimately try to protect one of your colleagues from doing what you have done? Absolutely. And how do you think that solves being able to shine light on corruption, weaponization, any kind of misconduct that exists with the American people? It doesn't solve it. But the FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. I can't think of a more sobering way to end a hearing. I yield back. Mr. Friend, you ever been to a school board meeting? Yes, I have. FBI ever sent you to the parking lot of a school board meeting? Yes, they have. And in the parking lot of a school board meeting where the FBI sent you, you were taking down information regarding people's license plates? That's correct. Now, it wasn't the first time you'd been to a school board meeting, was it? No, I went on my own as a private citizen. As a parent? Yes. And so there you were. It must have been quite an interesting perspective. There you were taking down the information of people, parents attending school board meetings on behest of the FBI. And you had been one of those parents at a school board meeting. How did that feel? Well, after I attended privately, my colleagues teased me that they were probably going to start investigating me. You used to go after the worst of the worst, didn't you? Yes, I believe so. You went after people who looked at child porn? Yes. People who were sexually exploiting children? Yes. And then you were in the parking lot of a school board meeting, taking down the information of parents. What happened to the cases that you were working to, to protect our communities from the worst predators that exist? I was told they were not to be resourced. Uh, and then uh, after I was suspended, uh, they were handed off to local law enforcement. Wow. So the FBI just decided it was more important to have you in that parking lot of that school board meeting than getting the worst of the worst away from people that they could harm. That's correct. But you deserve the consequences you are getting, according to the ranking member. I couldn't knowingly continue on this path silently without speaking out against the weaponization I witnessed, even if it meant losing my job, my career, my livelihood, my family's home, and now my anonymity. It's up to members of this committee, current and former FBI employees, and indeed all Americans, to ensure that the weaponization of our own government against the people comes to an end, no matter the personal cost. As James Madison prudently opined, in framing a government which is to be administered by men over men, the great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the governed, and the next place, oblige it to control itself. The safeguards currently in place at the FBI are clearly inadequate and must be reworked to protect whistleblowers and others who are inappropriately targeted. The FBI can extract whatever they want from me. I'm willing to bear that burden. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. I've lived that oath out since first enlisting in the Army, consistently saying, here am I, send me. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family, 
my strong, beautiful, and courageous wife, and our four sweet and beautiful daughters who have endured this process along with me. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying, and I'll never forget my oath. Thank you. Bad guys are running the government. Yeah. That's what I take away from all that. Yeah. And if you try to go up against the FBI, they will ruin you. Yeah. I mean, did you see how tearful he got when he was just talking about not being able to get his clothes and they his set things? Him up. That was a setup. I mean, come on. Oh, we're just going to transfer you. Move. You're just going to sell your house. You're just going to transfer you. Just kidding. We're, we're putting on leave. You don't have a house. We're keeping all your stuff. Like, these people are nefariously evil. And the fact that this man is still speaking out, what a brave guy. Yeah, there's there was uh, three, I think, that testified this week. Um, if you guys stick to our... And the, the subcommittee of the weaponization of the federal government. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, I'll take it. If you guys stay for our after show, I'm going to play some more clips on these brave, brave men um, who are coming forward. But, you know, we've we've done a lot of heavy things today. And I want to leave you with something that made me giggle. Now, it actually is pretty heavy. You see, we have two senators that have the brain functioning of an amoeba. Uh, Fetterman mm -hmm. and Dianne Feinstein. Dianne Feinstein, 89 years old. Gone for 10 weeks. She was gone for 10 weeks. Doesn't and remember. she had shingles and she was sick. So she's back. And she was asked by a reporter how, how, it's like, how, how, how she likes being back. And she says she's never she she was never gone. Let's go ahead and roll this. What have you heard? What have I heard about what? About your return. How have they felt about your no, return? No, I haven't been gone. Okay. Um, you should follow me. I haven't been gone. I've been working. You've been working from home, is what you're saying? No, I've been here. Um, I've been voting. Please, either know or don't know. Please either know or don't know. 93 votes she missed. Diane, how about you know or don't know? You know, she made, uh, her net worth is at $200 million now. Oh, wow. She made a lot of good trades. She sure did. did you know, you can make a good trade by going to the Brideon store. <laughs> keeping <laughs> uh, keeping <laughs> us in. Get yourself some Colloidal Silver. Get yourself some Groovy V uh, vitamin mix. Keep yourself young so you don't end up looking like the Emperor from Star Wars. Palpatine. Yeah, I, Diane Feinstein has, has had a, a evil life, and it shows on her mm, face. It does show on her face. God pray for her soul. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week right here on the Brighteon Network, Brighteon.tv, 6 p.m. every week, where we will bring you the latest. But don't forget, we do shows everywhere else, so visit us on resistancechicks.com and our Rumble channel. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you guys next week. We love you. God loves you. God bless. And remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If Trump's exonerated by the Durham report. If it's actually the truth. Bye, guys. God bless.
Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It is the 19th of May, going by so fast, and we are coming hot off the heels of Old School Survival Boot Camp. Mm. I cannot believe it's been a week. Yeah, tell them about it. It doesn't feel like it's been a week. No. It feels like we just got home a couple days ago. Like, I definitely want to go back. Worth all... We've been telling you about Old School Survival Boot Camp for months. Totally worth it. And there were so many of you there. I was so excited that it worked. (laughs) Our telling you guys about it actually worked, and you came and you enjoyed some really it. Good pictures, go check out Resistance Chicks on Facebook and look at the pictures. We had, had such a, blast. a great time. I enjoyed uh, meeting Kevin and his wife and kids. Um, had got an archery contest with the with his son. Yes. That was fun. Um, we taught four classes, which we recorded on the last day. You can go watch all of those. Yes, you can. Constitutional money. Wow, you guys. That's the, my favorite I'm telling you, class. the power of God came on is so strong. I want to say this. If yeah. anybody wants me to come and teach a constitutional money class, I will try to make that happen. Like, yeah. that's how much I enjoy doing that class. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Uh, city and suburban homesteading. Yeah. It, again, I would come and teach that class as well. I would come and teach any of these classes. And then maybe not soap making. But um, we would teach that just maybe not, like, travel for it. But soap making went really well. Yeah. The kids' constitution class, especially so when fun. we got Scott in to help us. He was yeah. doing the constitution for adults class. Oh, Scott coming in with uh, Judy, Judy's husband from... Uh, and they On were, guard defense. He is a range instructor. Yeah. He is legit one of the best teachers he was so good. He's just one of the best teachers. Right. He can teach anything. Like, he can teach the phone book to you with passion. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So our friends, John and Stacy Barnes, were yes, with us. Their daughters, Stacey. Samantha Sam. and son-in-law, Mark, and their kids, Connor and Brady and Johnny and Mason, and their uh, adopted daughter now, Sheila. Like, the whole family. I, I could name names all day. Dory came up from Tennessee. Countless people came, and we loved seeing everyone. It was three or four our, jam-packed our, days. Our friend Catherine came in. Her mom helped us. Thank you, April, helping us with the kids' class. Yes. Uh, we we did. Uh, we made quill pens. Yeah, it was so great. Okay, thank you. Who that- knew you could do that with the feather? Yeah. Very I cool. mean, I knew they did it. Who knew that we could do it? Yeah, right? we got some turkey that feathers, was idea. and we made the quill pens. There's a certain way, and they all got it. to write and sign their name on the Declaration of Independence and take it home. Yeah, look up how to make a quill pen. It's very interesting. It's it's you just don't get the quill. Like you have to make a slice, and then you have to make a couple slices, and you can make and, a cup, and you make yeah. a slice, and then and, cool. and then we um, my friend Matt had made some ink from walnuts. And we got to use some I of that. I love this comment here from Barry. Michelle, you are formally invited to South Wales, UK, to teach a constitutional class. <laughs> Our constitution. That's <laughs> us giggling. Yes, we definitely need, as the Lord leads, one day I believe that resistance chicks will cross the pond. Um, and uh, Yeah, so tread, those tread videos are up there. online. And next year, God willing, if the poop hasn't already hit the fan, uh, make, make plans. Or it has and we're in rebuild mode and everyone needs training. You need to get your training now, man. Yeah. Uh, we were asked uh, to have a day at our house. We are going to try to make that happen sometime this summer where you guys, uh, some of you can I'm come. I'm like twitching already at this. Spot. I know. Uh, I would love, I, I would love a bigger kitchen. If I had a bigger kitchen, I would have all of you at my house. Um, we may- let's do, hang on. Let's let's be legitimately, I need to, if we're going to do this, yeah. I need to see how much interest there is. Like, uh, leave in the comment section. 
if you would literally not like to, if you would literally come, if we did a two day event at God's little acre, we need to know. We need to kind of do like a survey says. Well, I there's a lot of stuff that we can do interest. on video. I'd like to teach you guys hands-on bread making. I'd like to teach you hands-on canning. I'd like to see you need to see and feel how to pressure can if you've never done it before. You don't you don't need to, but some of you do need to see it so you're not so scared of it. Uh, see even like a soap making class. Um, see the animals, how we do them. Uh, does it mean that we're doing everything perfect? No, but I'd like to I think if each of us teach each other the different things that we have gotten down pretty well, yeah, um, then we can, you know, learn and build and grow. So, um, I, you know, it's so funny. These people have these, there are some people that have these big, nice farm kitchens and I would have you guys, I would do, I would do classes once a month. Another one class. I know Jill, Jill and Mark are do classes all the time. Bakers, Green Acres. They'll do a class, a fermenting class. Right. Or they'll do a, you know, I love to do, I would love to do that. So, you know, I had to figure it out. What she's saying is pray for us to get a bigger kitchen or a bodega. Yeah. Right. Somebody had sent a donation really towards a, a bodega. We could build a bodega, put an outdoor kitchen out there. Yeah, I'm that trying cool. to figure this out because I have a, I have it. After doing old schools or boot camp, I was thinking I really, there are things that I, you guys are our resistance Jicks family. You should do, you should see in person. You yeah. should have, you should take some in person classes. Virginia says yes, stuff. yes, yes. Johanna says I drive up and don't mind being vetted. <laughs> Virginia says teach me. I would love to. I would love it. I am serious. All right, so we've got interest from a couple of people. All right, okay, so um, you know we we so that's that's last week, and I literally coming home, I was like, not that I'm I'm sad to be at home, and I love to do my own animals. It's it's that's my brain was thinking I I'm not done. I really feel like there's a lot of hands-on stuff that you guys got to learn. Well, um, not that it would work out perfectly well, but. Our friends down the street, Brian and Andrea at House yeah. of Restoration, they have they would like to do homesteading classes. Yep. And they would actually like to do some homesteading. They have 10 acres with their church. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to be um, led to see how we can help them do a garden, maybe have a garden day. They've got a kitchen. They have some bigger facilities, a little bit more room for people to breathe. Uh, lugging everything over there, lugging it all back. It's not far. It's just lugging it, right. getting it there. So we'll see. We will We will pray about having a day. I know you guys have been wanting to come. We have literally, aside from small classes that we've done here, we've never said, hey, guys, we always tell you don't come to my house. And I mean that 100%. Don't ever come to my house unless by RSVP, RSVP, you have said, we have done an invitation. You RSVP, say, I'm coming. Then you may come to my house at that you point. You know, uh, gym with horses, the people just show up. You know what? That's fine. And they buy the calendar. Working and... horses with gym. Yeah. Our neighbors stop by. They do. They do. So we left off uh, the last part of our show with Diane Feinstein not remembering that she was gone for 10 weeks. I knew we were gone. Did you guys miss? I would like to know. Did you miss us or did you watch the videos? We actually, the timing worked out really well. You got a little something, something in the corner of your mouth there. The timing worked out really well that the Reawaken Tour in Miami happened last week. So you guys had something to watch on mm -hmm. Resistance Chicks Friday and Saturday. Yeah. There that streamed. They always stream it to Resistance Chicks. So, so hopefully if you, you enjoyed go that. To, if you go to my Twitter. Okay. Here's a question. Why, on May 10th, the question is, why is Diane Feinstein, 89 years old, why was she being transported in a hearse? What? 
Yeah, yeah, why? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I have not seen this. What is that? This has got to be chat GPT. Can this be real? There's Chucky, baby. No, this is real. Is it real, though? It says Critter at the bottom. That is chat GPT. Like, I, I do not buy this video. Like, this is a... This is the problem that we have reached. Mm-hmm. Can we believe... Wait, wait, I just proved it. Hang on, look, look at this. I'm an investigator. She's coming out of a car. Look at this girl right here. Ah! Leah, don't believe everything you see. It is her coming out of her hearse. I know, don't believe everything you see. Somebody Photoshop, because you can see the door right here. You're awesome. Now, if is there a hearse sitting right there? Doubtful. Nope. Okay, someone made that. Here's the car. I see the car now. Hey, Leah, do a little bit more investigative reporting before you go sharing fake That one news. was, it didn't look, it didn't She look. would not be being dropped off in a hearse. Well, she said, uh, I am disappointed in you. Look at this. You can see clearly right no, there. No, I'm, how about I am impressed with you. Okay, we'll take that. For finding that. Okay. You found that with the camera sitting to the side. It is so funny. It can be funny though. So, <laughs> well, it is. She was caught on. She she had a, an exchange with a reporter, and the reporter says, basically, you know, how's it been since you're you, since you've been gone? She's like, I haven't been gone. Yeah, that is sad. She I missed. Been, she she said, said, know I, what you don't. She said she'd been voting. She yeah. missed ninety three votes. What did she say? Know what you make sure you know, know what you know. Make don't, sure you know yeah, and it was don't weird. know what you don't know. Do, do you know who her caretaker is? And this is from Politico. Nancy Pelosi's daughter. Nuh-uh. They got to keep her going. Nancy Pelosi's daughter is her. Here's what I want to know, yeah. right? Like, who is voting for this woman? Well, it's just, you just mark the D, right? That's that's all you do. You just I think people marking. have lost track of how old she is. Mm-hmm. All right, researchers at the Department of Defense wrote a devastating takedown of the proximal origin study, which was used by uh, Fauci as proof that the COVID-19 virus had come from nature. So the takedown, dated May 26, 2020, was written in the form of a working paper called Critical Analysis of Anderson et al., The Proximal Origins of SARS-CoV-2. It was authored by Commander Jean-Paul uh, Christian a Navy doctor working at the Defense Advanced Research Product Projects Agency, and Dr. Robert uh, Culpit, a research scientist at the Defense Intelligence Agency. The paper came to light on May 15th when it was leaked to the public hmm. via a uh, virus origin search group, Drastic, which is Decentralized Radical Autonomous Search Team Investigating COVID-19. The working paper forensically dismantles the natural origin case made in the proximal origin and concludes... The arguments that Anderson et al. used to support a natural origin scenario for SARS-CoV-2 are based not on scientific, scientific analysis, but on unwarranted assumptions. The existence of this internal Pentagon paper is crucial, as it proves the government officials were well aware in the early months of the pandemic that there was no evidence in support of a natural origin of the virus. Addition, additionally, Given uh, the crushing discrediting of the proximal origin, the Pentagon officials would also have been aware of Fauci's efforts to seed a false narrative. 
Proximal Origin was initially conceived by Fauci during a secret teleconference on fe February uh, 1st, 2020. Um, the defects of the Proximal Origin were immediately noticed by reviewers at science, at, at science journal Nature. This fact only became known late last year from emails obtained via the Freedom of Information Act. Um, on April 17, 2020, Donald Trump confirmed that COVID-19 likely started in the Wuhan laboratory. So yet while the public was being told by Fauci in the media that this proximal origin had uh, settled the origin debate, Pentagon researchers came to a very different conclusion. Hmm. And that was leaked this week. Yay, what we already knew. Back, you know, China is not our friend. And I like to bring a few of these stories up, so just so, just so that we can remember that China's not our friend. So there was an Apple engineer that stole the self-driving code for a Chinese company. So today, day, today's daily dose of China stealing intellectual property. The Chinese cannot come up with anything of their own. Yeah. They steal it all. It's like you see, you hear the term Chinese knockoff. You don't hear anymore. Chinese development is awesome. It's always, they're in knockoff mode because they're communists, okay? So they can't think for themselves right now. And I'm just saying this because communism takes away your individuality, takes away your ability to uh, come up with like- Creativity. Creativity. It takes away your creativity. Exactly, your creativity. So you've got to knock off things from everybody else. So the Department of Justice announced Tuesday that uh, Webo Wang, who worked at Apple from 2016 to 2018, on the company's uh, annotation team is being charged with six counts of theft of Apple's, Apple's entire autonomy source code. Now, here's the interesting thing. Nobody knew that Apple had um, been doing any any of this uh, autonomous code coding. Less than few percent had access to these databases. Wow. So I'm just telling you in, 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 in the news of China and the Chinese communists taken um, intellectual property. I'm telling you, um, I think there was a report though by, who was it? I'm trying to, was it Forbes? I read a report just to, yes, just today, I think, maybe last night, of how impossible it would be for us to decouple from China. It's impossible. Now, um, People in our government are, are trying to source things from maybe medicines from India, yeah. trying to source things from other nations. But those nations source their stuff from China. You know, bottles, plastic. You know what we found uh, during COVID is mm -hmm. that a lot of people had trouble finding, here's an advertisement, little plastic bottles like this. That one's glass. This is glass. You guys need to get some organic body essentials, extreme face cream day and night. Why do y'all think we look, look how good we look and it's just cause of that. I'm just saying. Um, no, seriously though, people, I love that stuff. Like uh, essential oils, like even Young Living, Living, they were trying, the glass bottles, a lot of them are made in China. I know. Everything. So, so we, a lot of people that are trying to do their own thing. They're trying to start their own businesses, make their own products, yeah. packages, and stuff like that. Not even just like little ones, big ones. Mm -hmm. They it was a complete bottleneck just because you couldn't get the the packaging from China. There's no reason I for all that packaging ever, to hey, be in Leo, China. What what's going to be the next shoe to drop? I don't know, but I know this: we have a, a supply chain system that is very delicate. Hmm. 
And COVID showed us how delicate that was. Right. Now, a lot of people went to bidets, I read this week, instead of toilet paper. You know just, what? Just, listen. just a little squirty, squirty. Just listen to me here. I actually kind of like the idea. Don't Water. like it. I don't do. want it. Mm -mm. I think it's great. You Love don't need toilet, toilet paper. paper. I embrace toilet paper. It's Some people were saying that, it's my it's, favorite that toilet paper is Neanderthal thing on the planet. A little shh, shh. A little washy, washy. You know what? You know? Mm -mm. Well, mm -mm. It, doesn't it help you to know that you I can't go it. without toilet paper? First of all, Get a hose that no hooked up to that. Remember who was pressure. the one that was when we were watching that uh, you know show like twenty years ago about the people that come from the city and they they you know it was on BBC. Hmm. They lived the life. And they did. They got little cloth wipes for their like number ones that get reused. I would be more on top, like more like it, I with would that. no get the cloth to the side. Just rinse it. Woo. All right. We've divulged. Yeah. Devolved, I mean. Devolved. We've devolved, devolved into divulging your innermost thoughts of what, you know what? No. Well, if the supply chains fall because of China, and I do believe that that's. I will be going outside and I will be finding the nature products that you can use to wipe with. Lamb's quarters. I'm not about. Lamb's ears. I'm not Real going with the water. Real soft and fuzzy. Mm -mm. I'm not doing it. Well, um, Matt. Said that back in the day they used to use corn cobs. See, I think that can't be right. First of all, painful. Second of all, very unsanitary. Like, no. That's what they said. That's gross. All right. Did you know John Kerry has decided he doesn't want anybody to farm? Just eat bugs. This this anti farming thing has got to stop. I hate these people with a but purple it, passion. But it's satanic because they. Don't, and this is why you know you need to farm because they don't want you to. So this is happening in the Netherlands, and it's happening here. Presidential. Uh, Special Presidential Envoy for Climate, John Kerry, recently warned that the world can't tackle climate change without first addressing emissions from agriculture. Mm. Kerry noted that agricultural production is responsible for roughly one-third of the world's total greenhouse gas emissions and argued that reducing those emissions must be front and center in the quest to defeat global warming. The attack on farming by Western leaders is beyond shocking. It's criminal. It's treasonous. For his part, Kerry neglected to mention that Though agriculture is purportedly responsible for 33% of the world's total greenhouse emissions, it is undeniably responsible for the substance and continued existence of 100% of the world's 8 billion people. <laughs> In places like Minnesota, the Democrat Party is and has long been known as the Democrat Farmer Labor Party, or the DL DFL. It's time to take the F out of the DFL. It's given its job-killing policies. The L should be removed as well. I propose that these letters be replaced by TG for transgender. It would be more accurate to refer to today's Democrats as members of the TG party. T TG party. It may sound a little bit of a niche uh, brand, but to be fair, it is also the party of idiots, globalists. So this is an article. Uh, but do we want to eat insects? No. 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 He's telling us... They're going after the animals because mm. in the past about 10 years, because of Joel Salatin and the movie Food, Inc., people are been pulling push. from the system. They're going a little Cato. They're going a little paleo. They're going back to nature. Meat. Recognizing that. Eat it. So I, my pigs, we don't, we don't get to rotate our pigs yet, yet on grass. So I made a little video. Aww. That if you can't take your pigs to the lawn, take your lawn to the pigs. 
Look at them. You literally dump the grass right on top of their bodies. Because it's fun. They love grass. That's great. So we have friends that uh, their pigs are primarily pasture pigs. They might give them a little bit of extra um, soaked food here and there. Maybe some milk, maybe some whey. Um, you know, I was really surprised this weekend when I asked people how many of you know that pigs, that heritage hogs can be raised on pasture. Very few people raised their hands. I was really surprised by this, that people didn't know that heritage hogs are pastured animals. Mm -hmm. Like meaning they eat and live off of grass. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. So Joel Salatin and, and, and his new generation of young farmers, including people like us. So young. Younger than most. That's right. Maybe. Hopefully. Mm. Uh, are trying to tackle the environmental problems that we have by raising animals. Because animals produce uh, poop, which produce compost, which uh, the soil needs that. Mm -hmm. The soil needs animals. You know, we think about the bison, you know, going across the prairies. You know that, that prairie land became so good to plant in. Because there was three feet of topsoil. Do you know where the topsoil came from? Animals. Herbivores. They eat herbs. Grass. Um, you know, the herba, or herbosaurus, the veggiesaurus. Eating all the vegetable matter. Composting it inside of their bellies. And then pooping it back down. Then trampling it down. It's called the uh, mob stock grazing. Uh, grazing. Where your, your animals are going in and, and you're rotating them. And you're rotating because that's how animals move through the wild right and that's why they're tackling the animal part of of it because it it frees you from the system that's exactly right the easiest way to get freed from the system is to start raising your own animals start keeping some chickens for some eggs and then keep Guys, some chickens for meat I cannot... uh, and then keep a couple pigs you don't have to have a lot of land to keep a couple pigs you can mow your own grass you can get leftovers leftovers and it's very and it's very simple to keep these animals i can't tell you how freeing it is to know that 100 percent of the chicken that we eat every year we raised we butchered and it is sitting in our freezer it is. like that is the most and and we have guys we have an acre Mm -hmm. one acre and we raise all of our chicken for mm -hmm. our family of well uncle jack doesn't eat chicken so for four people right four adults we raise all of our chicken i that is a freeing thing to me the same yeah. thing with our pork very freeing but let me tell you something you know what is also freeing what having half of a, a cow from someone that I know and trust mm -hmm. in my freezer absolutely so you don't have to do it yourself yeah. But finding people who do, so like literally guys, we never, and I mean never, go to the fresh meat section of the grocery store. We haven't been in years. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is, I, I get, I would get hives if I had to mm -hmm. go and try and like, how do I finance providing meat for my family with those prices? I couldn't afford it. Yeah. We could not afford it. I'm just being straight up honest. We could not afford to eat the number, the amount of meat that we eat by going to the grocery store. So here is something interesting. And I want you guys to weigh in on what you think. Because I don't know where I'm landing on this. Okay. Um, Question time. Montana becomes the first state to ban TikTok. And a First Amendment battle looms. So Montana Republican Governor Greg Gioforte... Uh, on Wednesday signed into law a statewide ban on the enormously popular short-form video app TikTok with Beijing-based Dite Bans 
which Beijing Dite Vance owns. The platform has been accused of a potential conduit for data that the Chinese government could use to spread misinformation. The Chinese Communist Party using TikTok to spy on Americans violates their privacy and uh, collect their personal, private, and sensitive information is well documented. Today, Montana takes the most decisive action of any state to protect Montanans' private data and sensitive personal information from being harvested by the CCP. Last month, the bill titled SB 419 was approved in the Montana House of Representatives, and it was voted on 54 to 43. Uh, the hammer is slated to fall January 1st, 2024. At that point, the law would impose a $10,000 per day fine on any entity for uh, any instance in which a person is offered the ability to either access TikTok or to download it. Covered entities would include app stores or TikTok itself. Importantly, users are not targeted. Of course, it remains uncertain how the law would be enforced, and it's certain to face legal challenges. While stopping short of announcing plans to litigate, TikTok spokesperson uh, told that was you know said that Montana's law violates the First Amendment. Now, earlier this year, the U.S. government banned TikTok on government-owned devices. At least 30 states have some ban on TikTok being used on state government-owned devices. And some state universities ban it from their networks. But Montana is the first to target civil use. In March, uh, and go ahead and, 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 and play this video as you scroll down, Senator, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul blocked a federal bill that would have imposed a nationwide TikTok ban. So here we have Josh Hawley that wants to ban TikTok and Rand Paul saying that it, it violates your First Amendment. So this is a very interesting uh, diagram. We should target this threat specifically. That's what this bill does that we have before us today. It goes right at the problem. It bans TikTok in this country. It protects the American people. And it sends the message to communist China that you cannot buy us. And so I ask unanimous consent that the Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs be discharged from further consideration of S85 and the Senate proceed to its immediate consideration I further ask that the bill be considered ready third time and passed and that the motion to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table. Is there an objection? Madam President. Senator from Kentucky. Reserving the right to object. There are two main reasons why we might not want to do this. The one would be the First Amendment to the Constitution. Speech is protected whether you like it or not. The second reason would be is that the Constitution actually prohibits bills of attainder. You're not allowed to have a specific bill against a person or a company. So this fails on two egregious points, pretty obvious points, and I think we ought to think about that. I think we should beware of those who peddle fear. I think we should beware of those who use fear to coax Americans to relinquish our liberties, to regulate and limit our First Amendment rights. Every accusation of data gathering that's been attributed to TikTok could also be attributed to domestic big tech companies. In fact, one of the bills they're looking at doing is broad enough that the president will be given the power to designate whatever country he sees fit to be an adversary and whatever company underneath that definition. It would basically be a limitless authority for the president to ban speech. If Republicans want to continuously lose elections for a generation, they should pass this bill to ban TikTok, a social media app used by 150 million people, primarily young Americans. This brilliant strategy comes while polls indicate that 71% of young women and men, 53% of young men voted for a Democrat candidate for Congress. 
Admittedly, many Democrats have joined Republicans in calling for this ban, but like most issues, the blame will stick to the Republicans more. The Republican strategy to ban TikTok comes simultaneously with GOP complaints of domestic social media companies canceling and censoring conservatives. Without a hint of, I should not let fear. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop him there. You guys get the idea. I have some thoughts. Do you go care? ahead? Do you yeah. care about my thoughts? I, I do. You do. Yeah. So you wanted you first of all, if you guys have any thoughts on this, I want to hear them. So leave them in the chat. Um, however, I don't think the case was made. Josh Hawley's case was made. But go ahead and give your. I don't think that Josh Hawley's case was made made either. But we're looking at two different things. Yeah. If. A foreign government is using the shield of free speech to spy on American citizens and American government officials. There's a reason why government officials can't have this app on their phone. Is it because they don't want government officials just playing on TikTok and then no, looking at busty women? No, the, the app itself has spyware in it. Exactly. It's spying on so, you. It, to me, this is not an issue of free speech. This is something that's being that that is the Chinese are using, and they know exactly what they're doing. They know that our First Amendment right is very, very important to us, mm-hmm. and they know that Republicans are going to stand stalwart for for the First Amendment, like through and through. The, the liberals, they don't really even care. So I kind of see more of like. Um, let's pull their guys out from underneath of them. This is not about free speech mm-hmm. because what they're trying to do is protect China, not the American citizens right to be spied on like that. Like, are you saying that Americans have the right to choose to be spied on? I mean, I guess you could make that argument, but first and foremost, when you've got China utilizing technology and the gullibility of american citizens i to me i've got i'm siding with uh josh holly on this one yeah darren Beatty says that um he he sides on the other side somebody says i have many good national secretary not sec friends who will disagree with me but i see this as a dark day in the history of the internet the big winner here is google and youtube who surely lobbied like heck to kill its competition uh, what case will the USG make in Europe about a free and open internet now? Uh, is if 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 Twitter or is being used to spy on you by a hostile foreign government? Uh, I don't think it's a free speech issue. And um, you know, with TikTok, they do not allow free speech. They don't allow free speech. They don't allow you to talk about COVID. They don't allow the doc like all the good stuff on TikTok. Like we would, you would think you could use that. You can't say anything there. Right. So for them to use, be the whole, it is the pot calling the kettle black. But Matthew here in the chat makes a couple of good points here. Okay. This is true, but people need to come to grips with the fact that there's other demonic entities in this world that are trying to change the climate because they can't assimilate our environment. Oh, this is back to the other thing, but I'm going to keep reading. Um, it's not like the underground tunnels, hence draconian reptilians. He's part of the black eye club. Um, but then he says, the bill doesn't even have the name TikTok on it. It gives government overreach authority to request all our data, including from the ring, but never, ever, ever does it say or mention it. 
oh, you can't use a VPN jail 20 years if you do. This one is called the Restrict Act. There's uh, two, one in the House and so one in the So that's not Montana's bill, though. But that's not Montana's bill. You're talking right. this. That's what Josh Hawley's talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about two different things versus Montana's bill, which does ban TikTok, mm -hmm. and Josh Hawley, which is the Restrict Act, which does not mention TikTok. So. Yeah, I just retweeted. I want to listen. Let's listen here a little bit to uh, a clip from Real America's Voice to hear the other side of this. Before I make a decision, I like to hear all sides, um, and I want to see. I want to see kind of what's going on before I make a decision. Sometimes I'm not exactly sure on things, guys. So um, I know the Restrict Act that you're talking about. That was a bad deal. It didn't. Ha it wasn't TikTok. It was going to ban all kinds of speech. Right. But I'm talking about what Montana did. I believe in what Montana did. Feels a little bit more like a Monday in some ways. It's okay. Uh, the CCP hearings on Capitol Hill were a story that flew under the radar. One of the things to come out of it, well, is that the CCP has been waging economic warrants for a very long time. It's probably not a surprise to you. The former Google CEO, Eric Schmidt, testifying about China earlier this week, issuing a warning about the tech war we're in with them and saying, look, we need to wake up to it. And now Montana has become the first U.S. state to ban TikTok, but it faces legal challenges, as you can imagine. Here to talk more about all of this from the Athena Group Institute is a group that is devoted to educating the public, students and scholars about the dangerous threats posed by the Chinese Communist Party, Dr. Brooke Taylor. Brooke, good to see you here. Uh, what's the name of your group correctly pronounced? It's the Athenai Institute. Athenai. It's great I to thought be I had it just a little bit off. We were close. Um, tell me about this. First of all, this TikTok. I mean, it's been banned um, from government computers in a variety of states, the federal government as well. But what Montana is saying is if you download TikTok, you're in violation. And if you allow it as an app or it's downloaded, you can not you as the user, but you as the person providing the the option to have it, right? Yes, I mean, here we are. Thank you for having me this afternoon. TikTok, back in the news, the narrative that never seems to escape us. But when we pause and we really think about what is TikTok, what is this action with Montana leading the nation, leading the way, we have to realize that TikTok is a weapon of social destruction that the Chinese Communist Party can use to advance its interest against those of the United States. The Beijing-based company would love Americans to believe that this application is simply a way to connect, to entertain, to build this virtual community. But the dangers that exist within this, within this social sharing platform are dangerous to not only the user, but to America's national interest at large. Well, Brooke, let me ask you this. How is TikTok uh, any more available to be mined for data than, say, Facebook or Twitter? I mean, people are on there. The Chinese can monitor that. They can put software attached to it that can do facial recognition of you, me, of anybody, actually. So how is TikTok more vulnerable, more dangerous to us? So the collection of data of the personal kind of information that software companies will, sh will store, the difference of TikTok is that they are creating archives, a kind of not only a digital footprint, but archives of its users, the for example, speech recognition patterns, the movements, the behaviors, so that these archived footprints can be used 
against America's youth in the future. So one example of many is a deep fake. So a deep fake is a situation to where you could take a person's likeness, their movements, their speech patterns, and create a message that represents that individual, but is in fact not them. And so when we realize that from a national security perspective, that America has a real enemy in that of the Chinese Communist Party, we have to protect our youth, we have to protect minors, and we have to protect our national security interests. And so when we look at what we're seeing come out of Montana, yes, it's being inflamed as controversial, but government exists to protect its citizens from harm, from harm of user you know, preferences or behaviors. We think of our speed limits, we think of seat belts and in violation of restraints that would put an individual or others around them at harm, we have to have policy and infrastructure to protect our society. And I, I see this as part of the narrative that is important and emerging outside of Montana's leadership and hope to sure. see more states. Okay. So what do you think? So again, I think that we're talking about two different things. The Restrict Act is, is separate. Okay, mm -hmm. with Josh Hawley. So I want to take back me saying I'm siding with Josh Hawley on this because I don't, I do not agree with the Restrict Act. Well, Josh Hawley isn't isn't uh, behind the Restrict Act. Okay, so what was Josh Hawley talking about there? That he is was... talking about a TikTok ban, but the the Democrats brought forward another bill that wasn't that. I don't think Josh Hawley was behind the Restrict Act. Okay, well, let's just focus on Montana then to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. What what I like about what has happened in Montana is that it's a state decision. Mm -hmm. That number one needs to be the precedent that is being set moving forward instead of a federal ban, um, each individual states. Now, I don't really see how they're going to enforce it. I don't think it's very possible for them to enforce it, but I like that it's being set forward. Um, rather than even a ban, though, I wonder if this wouldn't be a possibility. Requiring TikTok to have some sort of like constant in-your-face um, the Chinese government is is monitoring and storing all data that you are that of you using this application. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be an interesting. Well, you have thing. to put it on uh, cigarettes. You have to put it on cigarettes, right? It's bad for you. You know, so so every time someone they opens the app, they have to on read the back it, of food, right? Just to know that the CCP, the, China, the the communist China Chinese government is 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 mining all of your data as you use this app, and uh, you know maybe used against you in the future, something like that. I don't know. That seems a little bit out there, but. I just really Your government is there to protect you um, from enemies, foreign and domestic. That's what I was looking at. That's the oath that everybody that has to take, you know, all of our police officers, all of the congressmen and senators, your president, everybody takes that oath to protect against uh, threats, both foreign and domestic. So Montana has taken that seriously. This is a, a, a foreign threat, right? From this is not American company. Hey, TikTok's so great. Make an American version. Right. And don't spy on each other. Right. But I, you know, the, the oh, real... they, oh, it's called Facebook. They do. They, they do. do so, so a lot of people are like, well, Michelle, but what's the difference? Like that guy was saying, what's the difference? You know, that if you even think a thought that's going to, the, the thing is going to show up in your ad, right? Google's pretty evil. You know what I'm saying? But this is a foreign company. Number one. So I'd love for them to ban Google. Me too. Actually. Google's evil. I'm not, I got to tell you guys something. Google has a monopoly. This may rub some people the wrong way. I'm not really a libertarian, frankly, because what a libertarian does by and large is put evil the freedom of the individual person and or corporation. Corpor no, that's the thing. The libertarian allows for, for freedoms of corporations. Right. 
And that's where I draw the line. You have freedoms as an individual. Yeah. And the problem is because there's so much freedom for corporations and cover for corporations that I don't have freedom and liberty. Right. I want to reverse it now. You guys saw Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light. There's there's more this week. There's more that has come to the surface. So we're gonna we're gonna first. I want to play for you an ad that actually I'm not really angry about. I want to talk about this. So let's go over here to gunmaker gunmaker Heckler and Coke deletes a woke tweet rant after backlash. Now. I have a few words to say about this, and it's going to come a little bit as a surprise because we were asked about this in Real America's Voice last week. This week. Wednesday? Yesterday? Just yesterday. Lord have mercy. Day before yesterday. Two days ago. All right. So there's a German gun manufacturer that went kind of in on the uh, the Bud Light controversy, but there's also a commercial from Miller Light. I don't know why it's just the Miller isn't. It's the light version uh, that is supposed that came out before the Bud Light controversy. And again, it seems like it's women and feminists that are taking over these companies and making these ads. Well, you're going to see this ad in a minute. So Heckler and Coke, the gun, the gun guys had um, tweeted out, wow, woke, allow me to translate. Objectifying women was never a good marketing strategy. In the firearms industry, that was a prominent strategy up till now. Many industries have done that, including beer corporations. As an actual woman typing this, I'll use more words for you to comprehend. Using bunnies to sell products is trash marketing. Supporting women by not doing that is good. So they, so the gun girl for the German gun company was saying, was standing up for, I believe, Miller Lights commercial. But then it was taken down. Now I want you to see Miller Lights commercial, and I'm going to tell you. Well, scroll down for a second. Scroll down. You're going to see Heckler and Koch's tweet. Scroll down further. Scroll down. No, it should be right under there. I oh, know it's not there. Where is that? Are we on? We're not on. Market Miller Lite joined woke cult feminist. No, hang on. Let me try a different article. Wait. Yeah, that's not the that's not the it. article. We'll we it. want the Keckler and Hoke article. Let me get the right article up here. One second. Okay. Carry on. Do I have that one up? I will find it. What does it say? I don't even have that one up that you have up. Heckler and Coke. No, Guns. but what does the article say? Gunmaker. Secret Heckler and Coke. Right there. Wait. Gunmaker. Gunmaker. Look at, don't Scroll say down. It. If you say it one more time, it's not going to make me see it. Scroll down. No, 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 no. You just, just really missed it. Shh, no, I got it for you. Slow down. Easy. It's right here. It was really right oh, where your fingers were. Yeah. It was right where your fingers okay, were. Right click. Open. Okay. There you go. It's right there. Oh bing, bing, bing. Goodness. All right. What are we looking at here? This tweet you want us to see? You, I wanted you to see the gunmaker tweet. I know. What are? What is it? Well, I'm going to read it when you see it. I'm trying to Scroll down, you're right there. sneakily have you fill blank air. No, I'm going to be right here. Got, are we, are we this is the sharing? most professional show you will watch on any network anywhere ever. Can they see it? Yes, they're seeing it right now. Okay, gun money, gun buddies, bunnies, like, like um, you know, two Hefner's bunnies, no. Beer bunnies, no. Supporting women 100%. Got it. Now, scroll up. You're going to see the Miller Lite commercial. And it's compost commercial. 
And I actually, you guys are going to see why I might be in favor of this commercial. Even though I don't drink beer and I'm not in favor of beer, period. Here's a little. So this is a brand new commercial. Known fact. Well, this Women came out among the very like first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. Look at this shit. Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this shit and buying it back so that they can turn it into good shit for women brewers. Literally, good shit. How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad shit into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops. Which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Oh. So here's to women, because without us, there would be no beer. So let's break this commercial down, because Leah only told me about it. I had not seen it till just now. Um, we grew up with those kinds of posters in our dad's basement. And in our brother's bedroom. And the taste great and less filling models were full size models on his wall, like literal full size posters. You can see what my dad, my mom left my dad. Um, I was traumatized growing up by this objectification of women everywhere. I turned I'm not around. a feminist. I feel like that it's actually wrong. It's wrong to put women in bikinis and say, oh, you're a Neanderthal and I'm going to sell a product by putting a naked woman out there. Right. Because quite frankly, beer, drinking beer makes you fat. It gives you a beer belly and doesn't make you attractive. Okay. Yeah, those women are not drinking beer. Well, yeah, those women are. Well, that's why you got to do the Miller Lite. So, so anyway, so, so that is number and, one. And here's the thing. The culture of alcoholism People I know who drink beer very rarely drink just one. I absolutely hate being around a people who drink because it makes you somebody you're not. Right. And it makes you say and do things that you normally wouldn't do. And I hate the smell of alcohol on people. Not because I don't, not in a way that if somebody has an, is an alcoholic and has a problem, mm -hmm. okay? But people who, who by and large are drinking to party, they're drinking because they're trying to loosen themselves up. But that's modern alcohol. That's the way it's done right now. It's, the pilgrims only had beer to drink. And why did the pilgrims only have beer to drink? Because otherwise they wouldn't have had a liquid for two reasons, actually. They wouldn't have had a liquid that was pure enough to drink, right? They could get sick from the water. So tell them, in, in England... Because of the different plagues, the Black Plague, their wells were poisoned. Mm -hmm. They actually 
had to turn their water into alcohol to drink when they got to america and found a fresh water they they didn't want beer anymore right they just wanted water but it's called liquid bread for a reason so number two is that they would drink it for the caloric intake yeah because they were it was hard to get food on the show our founding fathers all met in beer halls drinking beer you know and like you said liquid bread leah and i don't have a problem from a moral standpoint of alcohol right okay all things are lawful not all things are profitable right but today in today's day and age i will be honest when we go to these types of events the reawaken tours or other things like that when we hear of our fellow compatriots and we go to the 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 after parties at people's houses and stuff like that when people are drinking leah and i are legitimately just saddened disappointed guys we're here for god this that's not the time for this um that's just our personal it puts you directly into your flesh it does and then I don't know. How are we? And, and so this is this gets to my my take on the actual commercial itself. They just said the SHIT word like a dozen times. Hated it. You, Satan cannot cast out Satan. So on the one hand, I love that there's they're looking back on the past of all of these objectification, you know, all these pictures of objectifying women and disgustingness and find out, finding how vile it is, but then to remain tough, like we're tough women, let's just say the SHIT word over and over again. First of all, your commercial is um, not really that viable, plausible, believable, because the posters are probably laden with chemicals and they're not gonna turn into really good compost. SHIT is an actual thing that comes out of the back end of, a camp, of, of an animal, right? So you're chemical glossy covered poster is not going to turn into like maybe you'll get a tiny little bag of compost okay so turning this stuff that i believe is you know should what comes out of the back end of an animal is far greater than these than these things so so my point is you can't just on the one hand say all of this is bad but then use all of these curse words but okay. compost is good compost is good so then back to people drinking at these types of events they're, you're, when we go against, we're, tonight we're talking about the DOJ and the FBI and you know lockdowns and globalism and all of that. We know deep down inside, it is satanic at the core. That's all that it is. And Satan cannot cast out Satan. So if you're going to be there and just be like, we should be straight up 100%. I mean, there's fasting and prayer, which you don't even eat food. How much more should you not be becoming inebriated around one another in order to defeat the devil. Like it's just, it, it, to me, it's an oxymoron and it's one of my big prayers for these types of events. But back to the actual commercial, I love that they are calling out the fact that this stuff has been vile for years. I love that they are throwing it in the trash. Hate the way that they did, they did the commercial with uh, having all these women try to, it seems kind of false. Like let's be tough and curse on, on, on the commercial and i just think that that was disingenuous well ford has joined into the fray um trying to use some wokeness in in its uh marketing and now we're going to see the rainbow truck can you bring it up oh yeah we're ready for it yeah do i even have that up because there's I, none of your zero hedges do i have up i'm having to open them up from here so right click on them so that this stays Oh, and then you gotta scroll back up. It keeps bouncing. Scroll back up. Up, 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 up. There we go. None of your other ones open. Your whole second window didn't open for me. Oh. So I'm having to open them individually. All right. So the Ford Motor Company is in another potential Twitter battle because it's redefined tough 
as LGBT. Oh dear God. I don't know. Those LGBT women are tough. They are. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Tough. There we go. Pride knows no boundaries. Start with them covered in dirt, completely covered for the podcast listeners. Just a regular parking lot with these trucks covered in dirt. Well, this place is great painted dirt because dirt is not dirt. Both are covered with sand at the start as they begin to compete against each other. One of them gets a bath through, the, through a puddle. The other one gets a bath through, oh, it's a rainbow truck. And the rainbow truck's gonna beat the other truck. Cause we are tough. But it's the same truck. This was produced by the European division of Ford and it's 10 months old, but the clip caught attention of Twitter users and has a million views on the platform. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious and so, sad. If you scroll down, we also have Adidas doing ads for like, looks like swimwear or swimsuits during, um, no, we're back with, with the uh, men in swimsuits, I guess. I'm not exactly sure what's going on in this one. There's just so much on this ad. Are you sure it's down here? Okay, here we go. You want to watch this? Mm -hmm. And that's it's a man in a swimsuit with girl's hair. There you have it. That's okay. men here. That was disappointing. Yikes. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the Let Love Be Your Legacy released ahead of Pride Month in June. With by Adidas, and that swimsuit didn't look very comfortable. It looked you pretty, know what? It looked like it was kind of riding up on the back end tight. a little bit. And you I've know been what? in a swimsuit like that, mm -mm -mm. and all I wanted to do was get out. Speaking of getting out, battered by inflation, 90 million Americans struggle paying bills as credit card usage spikes. A large swath of American consumers are facing financial hardships as they grapple with elevated living costs, record high credit card use, and two years of negative real wage growth. This perfect storm could decimate financially fragile house households in the next uh, downturn. As many as 89.1 million Americans, or 38.5%, were found to experience some form of difficulty in covering expenses last month. Wow. Uh, there's new data from the Household Pulse Survey. This is up from 34.4% in 2022 and 26% uh, percent from 2021. The uh, rising trend is alarming, but not surprising. Consumers have been battered by two years of negative real wage growth. Um, people are not making what they need to make to balance this. I was I saw a tweet by uh, Mike Cernovich that was saying, you know, back in the day in the early 90s, he made $10 at Home Depot an hour. And now I think the starting wage for a lot of Home Depots is still just $12.50. Um, but there used to be you could go into Lowe's or Home Depot and men, plumbers, electricians would take on a second job and you'd actually get a plumber or electrician, you know, because they were getting, they were getting a little extra money on the side, but kind of a decent wage. But, uh, um, right now I know it's tough for you guys. And I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. So this map you're, that you're I've got up here own. that you guys are looking at, let me make sure I've got the right. Yeah. So you guys can see it. The lighter colors are, um, 
states where the people are, are not at struggling as much and then the darker colors are up to 40 41% of citizens are struggling. Yeah, it's pretty pretty rough out there. To pay the usual household it's pretty expenses. Pretty rough out there. I know, it's crazy. Uh speaking of that, uh, insights into the rotten state of the banking system. And we're going to get to Durham and the whistleblowers in a minute, but we're going to get off of Facebook when we do that, I think, um, just so we can be free. In this discussion between Egon Van Guritz and uh, Alasdar um, McLeod on the state of the current banking system and the importance of gold, the speakers expressed concerns about the system's eventual collapse due to the excessive creation of funny money. They suggest that gold is the only currency to have survived throughout history and is thus essential for long-term wealth preservation. Uh, moreover, they stress that the value of gold should not be measured in worthless fiat money and that the higher gold prices are necessary to meet future demand. Finally, they caution against wishing for gold prices to go up as it would decrease the quality of life. Um, so if we want, we could play a few, uh, clips from this. Let's, let's, uh, go to, um, minute, uh, or sec, it's like, uh, 42 here, just second 42, right in the beginning. Here. Kind of go to 40. This is the commercial. Right. Welcome back, everybody. Okay. Deutsche Goldmesse. Yeah. This is right. a fireside chat. It's going to be a lot yeah. to pack in. Okay. okay. Let's start with news this week. Yeah, another bank collapsed Don't. in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, when we did first interviews, it was like, okay, it was just a... For lack of a better term, a bunch of idiots at SVB that forgot to hedge, but now it seems to be spiraling out of control a little bit. Um, what's your What's your take on it, Egon? And uh, how far do you see it spiraling out of control? Uh, I'm pretty boring uh, when it comes to uh, these type of short term mo movements uh, uh, because uh, my view has been the same for the last twenty five years, <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and therefore. You know, I've been expecting all of this, like Alistair, of course. Mm. Um, and, you know, you can never forecast the, the, the exact timing uh, of a collapse. You know, the timing is, is, is a mug's game and, and uh, you know, we're all mugs sometimes, but uh, we can be wrong on the forecast. But, you know, this the whole system, as my presentation says, you know, the name of it is Bankarotta, uh, <laughs> the everything collapse. You know, the, the system is rotten. The banks are rotten. Um, and therefore, they will all fall one after one. Of course, central banks, so far, is only little ones, no. except for Credit Suisse, where the whole government had to come in and give support and force UBS to buy it uh, at a price that, that they couldn't refuse, and they got you know, help also from the government. No. Uh, so the system is rotten. It's only quite a matter of time now, how long it takes for all of this to unwind. It will only survive with Top with funny money, uh, and that we're going to see a lot of. We've seen funny money for years, but we're going to see more funny money, which means more printed money, and maybe they will have time to start the digital system, the, the central bank digital currencies. But even if they do, it make, will make no difference. That's just another form of fiat currency, anyway. So they oh, all these guys are awesome. That's just another form of fiat currency. Let's get to the property rights here. That you know, governments don't respect it. Uh, we had a situation with Venezuelan gold, where the Americans told us not to, uh, not not to respect the Venez Venezuelans' uh, request to repatriate their gold. <laughs> so they made up some sort of excuse, like um, we don't recognise the Venezuelan government as a as a democratically elected government. We recognise <laughs> this guy. I can't remember his name. Instead, so we're not going to send the gold back. Hold on, it's their property. It's not you know. We were just doing the Americans' bidding. 
but we were breaking our own property laws and our own no. credibility as a main operator in markets as a result. I mean, this is, this, this is very important and mustn't be ignored or understated. Mm. Holding gold hostage is like weaponizing so the monetary system. It's, it's exactly. It's the behavior of a bunch who say they've got a lot more than they've actually no. got. And this is, that is a crisis yet to unfold. Okay. It is because of every, you know, this is what the East will do at some point. Okay, we got the gold backing our system here now. Yeah. Show us your hand. Yeah. That leads me actually to the next question because I was wondering, so if the Yuan were, to, let's, let's assume the Yuan, for example, were to become the next world reserve currency, what, what role would gold play in that scenario? Would it have to be a Yuan backed by gold? A new, let's call it a new Yuan for lack of a better term, backed by gold? Or like, what's the gold's role? What's gold's role in that scenario of a new world currency? Uh, well, we don't know how, what it will look like. Well, you know, they, of course, the, the BRIC countries are talking about no. Always having one currency and possibly gold backing it. And, uh, but my strong view is I hope that gold will uh, not back any currency because as soon as it does, it will be subject to manipulation again, uh, like it is now. You know, I'm a great believer in free gold. Free gold means, of course, that you, wouldn't, be, you wouldn't have uh, a system of, of futures and derivatives where you could manipulate the gold price. No. Uh, and. and uh, so, but that can only happen when the West collapses, because as long as you have the, these uh, bullion banks that you know trade trade gold to a, a, a volume that nobody can even fathom how big it is, and, and I mean that trading, in my view, is very much to to hide the actual problems that they have in the system. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so they're working with derivatives and futures and. Uh, in, in, in order to cover the, the enormous shortage there is in, in the system. So I, I think, we, I mean, I, I'd love, love to see. So when you see people, you don't have to make it small, I'm going to play a little bit more. When you see people um, talking about gold or gold backed, mm -hmm. you don't want gold backed. Right. Gold backed just means that they have more ways to manipulate the currency. There should be no derivatives of gold. It's just gold. You know why there's people, no futures in gold. You know why people are afraid. You know why. You know why people say we need gold-backed currency. It's a weakness in all of us because we want our stuff. Mm -hmm. And deep down inside, everybody knows that this flat-screen TV, that this microphone, that this mouse, that this cell phone—none of these are possible. Without, without fake, fake fiat, fiat dollars. dollars okay and so the people they want they want unconstitutional money just to have their stuff because it's all done by credit everything that exists in the world today in in in, in the i guess i should say advanced worlds of today only exists because of paper fiat dollars. Mm -hmm. The Industrial Revolution, fiat dollars, well, the second one. So, so what we're looking at here is you just want your stuff. And I get that. I want to be able to buy a house on credit and get a 200000 dollars $400,000 loan. I want to be able to buy the car that I want and make payments and lease it. I want to be able to lease my cell phone. I want to be able to do all of these things. I want to be able to order from Amazon. I can't, Michelle, I wouldn't be able to get my instant Amazon in 24 hours if we didn't have at least a gold-backed currency. Yeah. Right? So, so I get it. I get it. But it's still unconstitutional. You know what it's like? What is it like? I'm a big Trekkie. 
Like, I grew up watching Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. What, Leah, is the prime directive? Do you no, can't take no, your yeah. technology and, give, a new and technology. give it to a, in a planet that doesn't have yeah. a that level of technology, right? right? Okay? Because what happens is you, you, you know, you take these Stone Age type, you know, ape yeah. caveman stuff, and then you right. give them, you know, replicator powers. Right. right? Total Trekkie here, guys. Ha. And then they, it, it doesn't follow the natural evolution of processes. Nope. So what we, what we have with the paper dollar is it allowed us to go light years in advance, grow faster than we mm-hmm. ever should have done in a Tower of Babel type scenario yeah. that never, ever, ever would have happened without the paper fiat dollar. Right. All right. So go ahead and cl- uh, hit click on this. Let's play the part about wealth preservation. So the paper uh, dollar violates the prime directive. Yeah, that's very good. So we've got food, shelter, barterability, how to make an income, and wealth preservation. On our show, we we try to show you. No, I need you to do that. I try to show you how to to grow your own food, be safe with food, store up food, uh, how to to be able to create a barterability, um, like skills. Maybe you can sew, things like that when the system crashes. Wealth preservation. If you guys are in an IRA, a 401k. Now you're going to make me pull up our um, ad. If you guys are in any of these, well, in a minute. I'll just let it play. It's fine. Okay. Keep going. If you guys are in any of these, you need to have gone to ITM trading yesterday. Okay. I can't help you do that. I know you guys asked me, Leah, what do I do? I've got a large savings. You're going to, this, the cash money is going to go out the window. You're going to say, I wish I would have called ITM trading um, and allowed them to just show me how could I store a little bit in gold? How could I store a little bit in silver? How can I get out of this system that is getting ready to crash? Also, it's not so much, it's it's all, yes, it is getting out of the system, okay? That is getting ready to crash. It's also getting out of the system, perpe- system perpetuating the system. Right. We are going to get to this place, guys, where we are going to start using gold and silver. I have made it my mantra and my goal sometime this year. I'm asking the Lord... I want to make gold and silver legal tender in Ohio. They just did it in Arkansas. If you guys want to work with me on doing this in Ohio, if you want to help me, I'm asking for God for strategy. Uh, I'm going to try to meet with some legislatures. I want to make gold and silver legal tender so that I can be paid in gold and silver and I can pay people in gold and silver so I can feel good about it. But here's the thing. This says $1, Bob. $1, Bob. Okay, $1. The spot price on this is about $25. It should be more. Uh, this particular coin is probably about $34 right now. To buy. I am happy to pay you in this. I want to. Now, if Leah, why is it important for us to make gold and silver legal tender in these states? What what does it do? Why? What would really catch our viewers for wanting to make this legal tender? Well, first of all, it's constitutional. Secondly, it, you can melt it down. Thirdly, it's 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 a literally a commodity. And here's the thing. They had to create the income tax at the same time as they created this gold and silver. But why is it illegal? You're missing. You're not picking up what I'm throwing down. That's okay. okay. I'll just give them the punchline. Okay. What Leah just said there, this is $1. If I pay you four of these for a $100 job. No, and, that's what I was getting to. But you didn't actually give the punchline. My, but the punchline is... And I pay you four of these. Have I paid you $100 or have I paid you four? They are the ones that put $1 on this. Let me pull this up so you guys can see that it says one 
dollar. I'm not the liar. Let's, it's not focusing because it's so bright. There, it's kind of, you can kind of see it. It says one dollar. They say this is one dollar. So can the IRS, Leah, in states where this is, there's three states right now where this is legal tender. If I pay you four of these for a $100 job, have I paid you $4 or have I paid you 100 Four. So then can the IRS make me pay no. taxes on $100 or $4? Four. $4. This is why we need to have gold and silver as legal tender. That's how we bring down the and system. And this is how we bring down the IRS. Yeah. Let me take Guys, the there's control. no, this is a no brainer. We have to do this. Yeah. We Go have back to do to the this. Dudes. I'm going back to the dudes right now. One dollar, Bob. Wealth preservation. Press play. Right, just, right, just there, right there. Just play. Oh, I don't know what just happened. You didn't press play. I did. It won't let me go back. I clicked. It like was clicking on an ad. See, yeah. that was there. Okay. That wasn't my fault that that was there. Click on the. It's a. It's a little. What's good about this? I can't. Uh, you know, it's, I would worry about play. the currencies. I would worry about gold. Yeah. <laughs> go. try, right, try reaching into the pocket of a naked man, right? So yeah. something like that. <laughs> I don't know. They're just saying in German. I just translated. Well, so I'm not sure yeah, it makes that, sense. That, but, that could make. That could be misinterpreted. But I'm trying to make it. Uh, trying to make a point. Like yeah. yes. So, but um, anyone here's like a follow up question to what you had mentioned now. Did you see, and you don't have to give me specifics, but I'm curious if you see an influx of interest in, in your service, meaning wealth preservation. Has that changed in, in recent months? And I'm well, curious the interesting now. thing is, as I said, we've, we've been into this for almost 25 years. Uh, we have grown every year, uh, often substantially, sometimes more slowly. Obviously, price does affect the short term when people buy, and we are only preaching to the converted, first of all. <laughs> People who buy gold with us, hold it with us. No. They know through us, it's their gold and they hold it. They have direct access to their own gold and all of that. So, so but, but we are the one facilitating that. Uh, and they're not sellers. But re remember, so they are a very minuscule part of all, all, all the investors in the world. Total gold investment is half a percent of our world financial assets. And the wealth preservation part of that is a very small fraction. So yes, we are seeing, and we've we've seen continuous growth uh, from investors and, and from bigger investors also. We cater more for we don't cater for the uh, gold money type of retail investors, yeah. but for big, big, bigger yeah. investors. I'm just curious if there's a mindset change happening in the last 12, 15, 16 months, maybe as well. Mm. No, I don't think there is. I don't think there is because the majority, the, the masses still don't buy gold. They're not interested in gold. Institutions don't buy gold, uh, hasn't changed. So there is no change yet. And this is a wonderful thing. Gold is at a high even against the dollar, which uh, and, and against all other currencies, gold uh, made highs already some time ago. Uh, and you know, if you take against the euro, gold only went down one year, 2012 to 13. The only it's one down year mm. for gold. So you know, gold. If you look at a long-term chart of gold, it, it just goes up and up. Wealth uh, preservation. So I do encourage you guys to call ITM Trading. Um, could you bring up uh, just real quick the YouTube here? Bring up ITM Trading. Let's play a, a clip or two from Lynette. Um, if you have wealth, if you got a you know a few thousand dollars, if you got fifty thousand dollars, a lot of people you have a retirement. You got a hundred thousand dollars in your retirement. You will preserve your wealth with gold, guaranteed. I'm not guaranteeing you. I'm not giving you financial advice. You only play one of I'm just shorts. telling you history. Yeah, your clip, the secret clip here, your money is not. Let's see. I don't want a huge run on the institute. Should I be concerned? 
don't want a huge run on the institution, but they have, I mean, they're going to be, that things happen. And there may be some other prices. This is uh, similar to what Jay was saying in the market that you can tell whether people understand how the, who's going to be protected, who isn't going to be yeah. protected. Yeah. Did you think that in March of 2020, were you thinking that your savings might be bailed in? And so what did you do? That's when there was a start of the run going all the way back to the beginning, right? That's when there was a start of the run at the banks. And we had all those central banks trot out and say, oh, but no, we could just print as much money. We could just print as much money as we want. You don't have to worry about your deposits in the bank. You can get your money back. Yeah, of course it has a whole lot less value. Hello, inflation. Don't want a huge run. Yes. So All right, good. you guys, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. Call ITM Trading or go to SD Bouillon if you're uh, if you're, you're going to do some silver. All right, so meaning for smaller purchases, SD Bouillon, money, metals exchange, whatever. But literally, if you you need a, your free strategy, call 1-866-950-7776 or learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks. We want you to survive and not thrive. Just, and not just survive, but thrive. All right, so goodbye, Facebook, real quick. Uh, I now wanna, wait, what are we, tell Facebook what you're going to talk about. We did before. So they, tell them again. Okay. So I got to grab the, the link. The Durham report dropped. I'm going to play some videos for you. The FBI whistleblowers came out. Well, they've been out for a while, but we have some clips, more clips for you about um, how the FBI is covering their own tails, basically. Mm -hmm. The fox is guarding the hen house. So I'm going to bring a few clips for you. Anything else you're going to talk about? And if we have time, I'll play one more Jim Caviezel clip. But if you didn't if you didn't catch the Sound for Freedom on this part of our broadcast, go back and watch the Bradyon. Uh, if this is this will be two parts put together, it'll be two parts put together. Okay, so you'll see the Jim Caviezel in the in the beginning. Um, he's got a new documentary out. Not documentary. He's movie. got a new movie. It's an awesome It's five movie. years old. It never got the chance to, to air because of mm -hmm. COVID and a whole mess of things. But it's The Sound of Freedom. So we want you guys to go about check that out. child sex trafficking. So if you're on Facebook, click on the link, Resistance Chicks Rumble channel, and finish the show there. In my opinion, we don't have a paywall. We don't have exclusive content. All you have to do is click on the link. Do you want to tell them about the Old Schools Forever Boot Camp thing before we leave? Oh, yeah. Before we leave Facebook. Yes. Thank you, Leah for reminding me. So I was told by Tara, the head of Old School Survival Bootcamp, to let you guys know something really, really cool. And I didn't realize it was gonna expire tomorrow or I would have made an actual post about it. But um, since, since I've got you guys, I'm gonna show you. Go to oldschoolsurvivalbootcamp.com and then at the top, there's this banner that says, click here to join the Old School Survival Network for homesteading and survival online classes, eBooks and homeschool units. You can get the homeschool unit for 20 bucks, but for five more dollars, you can get the whole old school survival network membership that has a ton of E information, just so, so much. But today until the 10th, if you use promo code network 23, network 23, so you go here and you add it to the cart and then you type in here, net work. That says two in there. 23 what do you mean yeah. oh well it doesn't matter check out and it should drop it down by well it did yes earlier when i did it it dropped it down so let me okay. make this just one so you guys can actually see it happen um one we just won one bob apply 
Oh, now I gotta retype it. But anyway, Leah, tell them about the homeschool stuff and all the different curriculum. So that yeah, uh, Tara put together an amazing. Um, is it all capitals? It, no, it just keeps going back to two. I want. I need to update my cart. Here we go. Hang on. There we go. There you go. Uh, an amazing homeschool curriculum for uh, the our our constitutional kids class. That is one of the most phenomenal. Is it all caps? It, I don't know. It worked for me earlier. All caps. It shouldn't be all caps, though. I just did it. Okay. I can't even type right now because I'm thrown off. Your num lock isn't on. I see that. No. Let me click apply. apply. It literally dropped down by five bucks when I did this earlier. <laughs> did you do capital N? No. Look. And I don't know why I can't spell work. Come on. Apply. It's not working. You guys should try it. This is, I'm, I'm feeling really bad here. It literally worked for me earlier when I did this. Let me go to my cart and try one more time. Maybe you already used it on this computer. It could be that I, I did already use it. Um, network 23, apply. I don't know why it's not working. Anyway, the, let me show you post? what you, let me show you what you get. It's an amazing before, curriculum. Before I get y'all excited. The point is you should get it regardless of the promo code. It expires tomorrow anyway. Yeah. But um, the whole network will get you all of the curriculum, mm -hmm. but the homeschool one, let me go back here to all products. The, the homeschool um, stuff, this homesteaders, heritage, explorers. Yeah, it's all lowercase. Low did it work for you? No. Oh. Gets you, like, it is, to me, the, the curriculum that we used to compose our class which is down here. Um, all of this stuff here is what you can get and you can add to the card. Some of them are $5, some of them are $5.50, $3.50. Tara is one of the most incredible authors I've ever met in my life. Like she puts together incredible, like the ultimate duck hus husbandry, the ultimate goat husbandry handbook, the ultimate rabbit ha husbandry, all of these different things, tracking animal and human predators. She has put together all of this stuff, wool cleaning, dyeing and spinning. Um, and it's all in the store and you can buy them individually mm -hmm. or you can just become an annual member and get the, it all for the free. The homeschool network, the homeschool is amazing. Um, she's got American Pioneers. I wonder if the, if the constitutional one it's is It's the in colonial here. one right there. Colonial America series to the left with the eagle. Okay. Um, this colonial America series that she has is awesome. Is so fun. It's so fun. No, this isn't the one. This isn't it's ours. Not? No. Oh, okay. This must be another one. It's uh, Constitution and Colonial America. See if it's up here. Well, it's... I bet that's a really good curriculum as well, though. Maybe it's in the series. I gotta see if we can find it. Um, Are you sure that's not it? No, because that's not that's not the one. Okay. It was so. But the point good. is, rather than buying all these individually, just mm -hmm. become a member of the network. Yeah, just become a member of the network. It's and you're so supposed good. to use the promo code NETWORK23 but it's not working. and get $5 off. But like Leah said, it could be because I already used it. It's not working on my computer either. Okay. I don't know why that's not working then. And maybe it already expired. It was only supposed to go through the 20th. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah. But still, guys, it's 25 bucks. Just do it. Go to oldschoolsurvivalbootcamp.com. Click here to join the Old School Survival Network. And all of these e-curriculums that she has are 
incredible. Like yeah. every single one of them. So I want to encourage you guys to do that. Um, because if you missed out on coming to boot camp, mm -hmm. then this is a way that you can take some classes and courses and, and already have all that curriculum yep. there. And somebody else is coming out with a new curriculum and courses, and that's going to be Corey in, in a little bit. That's going to be fun. That's going to be exciting. Okay. So now we're going to say goodbye to Facebook. Yep. Click on the link, go to Rumble, and finish the rest of the show. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So I want to go over here to some of these... Um, videos I've got. I'm going to close that one out. Would you play this clip from Thomas Massey? So Thomas Massey here is going to be highlight how the FBI whistleblowers were punished by the FBI. Which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Th them with all of their whistleblowers that they protect. Oh yeah, fake ones. And allow them to remain anonymous. Americans are upset and they are angry that the government's been weaponized against them. But I think they're better served if we remain dispassionate in reviewing this evidence. But I have to admit, I, I came here today trying to be dispassionate, but I'm feeling emotion. I'm feeling disgust. Bef before us, among these witnesses, has represented decades of exemplary service in the military, in the FBI, service to our country for which your families have, have sacrificed for which you have sacrificed to give this service, and now the other side of the aisle just wants to disparage you for bringing forth facts that the American people need to know, that we need to know if we're gonna change these whistleblower laws so that you're not punished for bringing us the truth. This is our fourth, or we've had four hearings, and I'm noticing a, a, a disturbing trend here. Big business is working with the government to weaponize against the American people. And, uh, you know, the, the government says, well, this is okay because we're not violating the Constitution. The, the, the big business is doing this uh, voluntarily, and we saw this with uh, social media companies. But I want to play a uh, testimony from a whistleblower who's not here with us today. If you could cue that up about how we've seen, in this instance, one of the biggest corporations in America working with the FBI to violate civil liberties. I believe it was either on January 7th or 8th, the Bank of America, um, with no director of the FBI, <clears throat> data mined its customer base. And data mined a date range of five to seven years of any BOA customer who used a BOA product. And by BOA product, a debit card. They compiled that list, and then on top of that list, they put anyone who had purchased a firearm during any day. I find that testimony chilling. That was the retired FBI supervisory intelligence analyst, George Hill, who gave us that testimony. And what he said there is the Bank of America compiled a list of everybody who used a credit card or a debit card between January 5th and January 7th inside of Washington, D.C., and gave that to the FBI. But before they did, they looked at anybody who had ever purchased a firearm, according to their records, and elevated those people to the top of the list. And they didn't geofence it to Washington, D.C. You could have, as Mr. Hill testified, you could have bought a gun in 1999 in Iowa with a Bank of America card, and then you got heightened attention 
and then it was given to the FBI. Now, whether the FBI asked for this or whether they did this voluntarily is very chilling because Bank of America, you know, they've got a lot of issues in front of the government. And this is where you get into this unhealthy feedback loop. Bank of America spent a quarter million dollars lobbying us on the American Rescue Plan, issues related to Paycheck Protection Program, general issues related to data security, and general issues related to interchange, and general issues related to privacy. The irony of it. Bank of America is violating your privacy, working hand in glove with the FBI. Now, they'll, the FBI will say, we didn't ask for this, they just gave it to us. It doesn't matter. It's a violation when you get to this level of cooperation. Now, I want to turn to something else that's troubling me very much. The whistleblowers here before us today have described incentive-based payments related to increasing the number of criminal investigations. Mr. Friend and Mr. Allen, you've talked about this. Mr. Friend, can you tell us what that's about and why that might be unhealthy? It's extremely unhealthy. It's called integrated program management. It's a uh, process that the FBI uses annually to essentially establish arbitrary metrics for itself to achieve as far as opening up certain number of cases and using certain tools and getting certain accomplishments. This, this in football terms, this sounds eerily similar to the Saints bounty gate. Folks know, remember that. And that scandal, coaches would pay players cash bonuses for hits that would result in injuries to other players. Players would ad receive additional pay if their tackle resulted in an opposing player being taken out of the game. These non-contract bonuses were part of an underground culture that incentivized dirty behavior. Wow. When the activity was exposed, the Saints organization was widely condemned. The defensive coach was initially suspended indefinitely, and the head coach was suspended for an entire season. Somebody at the FBI needs to be suspended, suspended for the dirty tactics arrested. that they've used. If we recognize it in sports, it's not hard to recognize it here in government. And I yield back to balance my time. Mm. Elman yields Wow. That was wow. Weird. Okay. Well Thank you, Thomas Massey. You're probably one of the only people who um, on this. All right. If you go to the FBI whistleblower explains to Congressman um, Stube that the FBI spread out each person from January 6th as a separate case in an attempt to inflate the numbers and trick the American public. It would normally be one big case originating from the Washington, D.C. office, but they made it all these different cases oh to make gosh. it look like there was this this big domestic terrorism problem. Of corruption, weaponization, politicization that has occurred at the highest levels of the FBI and the DOJ. And both Director Ray and Merrick Garland have sat there and testified that there's no retribution for whistleblowers. No, we don't retaliate against whistleblowers, but we have testimony, and I'm a lawyer too, and testimony is a fact in evidence that that exactly is what is going on in the FBI and the DOJ. Just quickly talk about how the inflation, Mr. Friend, of the domestic violence or the, the, the um, statistics as it relates to January 6th, how they were inflating those statistics to make it look like there was a bunch more cases than there really was. Well, typically, you would, uh, you would investigate January 6th as one case with lots of subjects, but instead the decision was made to open up a separate case for every single individual there, and instead of on paper investigating them from the Washington field office, uh, spreading and disseminating those to the field offices around the country, and uh, if, if the individual lived in that area. So it, in effect, made it look like there was uh, domestic terrorism cases and, and activities that were going on around the 56 field offices when, in fact, the cases were really all from Washington, D.C., and Washington field office had a task force that was responsible for calling the shots in all those cases. Thank you guys for
Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what they do. They have nothing and they inflate it into something to look. It's false. It's fake. It's false. And they are. And then the bottom line is that they do it to then seize more rights from American citizens. Exactly. To seize more rights from American citizens. And speaking of that, actually, before I go on to that, um, Am I... You got another one you want me to play? I do have another one I want you to play, but the FD, FBI audit reveals 8,000 unjustified searches of Americans' communications. So the FBI conducted thousands of queries on digital data collected on U.S. citizens from 2021 to 2022, despite having no warrant or justification under the FBI's own rules. And that's an internal report. The audit conducted by the FBI Office of Internal Auditing was intended to examine the agency's compliance with rules for, queer, uh, for, for data collection. The FISA allows the government to collect electronic data, including phone calls and text messages and emails of foreigners overseas, even if the communications involved a U.S. citizen. Under the rules approved by the FISA court, any search of that data involving a U.S. citizen must meet three criteria. It must be the, for the purpose of retrieving foreign intelligence information or evidence of a crime. Uh, according to the report, searches of the FISA data failed to meet these cr- criteria 4% of the time. And that would be 8,000 people were wrongly surveilled. And you and I might be on that list. You, you just, we may be. You know they're surveilling you. Yeah. Per the weaponization report on the FBI retaliation against the FBI whistleblowers, the FBI had multiple informants involved in the events of January 6th. Before and on that day, and this is only what we know from the court proceedings as the FBI DOJ has successfully concealed most of the CHSs, um, which are confidential human sources, okay? So how is alerting FBI investigators about presence of FBI assets a conspiratorial view when it's a fact? So many informants in the Proud Boys that, uh, uh, that one defense attorney joked about it. The government stipulated eight confidential human sources in the group. The real figure is probably twice that. Prosecutors finally disclosed at least five FBI informants that were embedded in the groups weeks and months before January 6th. Matthew Graves sought to prevent the jury from hearing about the informants' activities or involvement in past investigations. And let's not forget who ran the uh, WFO when it was pressuring other field offices to investigate and arrest January 6ers. Um... And uh, I think one even, like, picked up one of the Proud Boys in a car and, like, drove him to January 6th. Like, this is pretty insane, okay? All right, so let's go to a couple of these videos here. Um, let's do uh, the uh, weaponization press conference with Matt Gates here. Your leadership. The FBI has been victimized by political capture. And that politicization has manifested in the targeting of Americans who never deserve to have this government weaponized against them. Whistleblowers saw those bad acts. They stepped forward and they were retaliated against and crushed as a consequence. And our work today will build on the work of Special Counsel Durham, who said recently that at the FBI there is confirmation bias and over willingness to rely on information from individuals connected to political opponents and action without appropriate objectivity. Uh, there, uh, one of the whistleblowers we'll hear from today served in the United States Marine Corps, served as a local cop, Garrett O'Boyle, and uh, this is uh, his testimony regarding that political capture. 
do you believe that the FBI has become political? I do. I think most people out in the field um, try to avoid that politicization of, of the agency, which, I, which is good, but it's gotten to a point, it seems to me, that uh, it's, 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 it's like a cancerous point where the FBI has let itself become enveloped in this politicization and weaponization that I don't know how uh, to, to even begin to, to fix it. One group that saw that weaponization work against them were Catholics. The FBI field office in Richmond put out a memo saying that violent extremists would find the Catholic ideology attractive and would attempt to connect with Catholic adherents, that extremists uh, would show an interest in Catholic congregations over the next 12 to 24 months leading up to the presidential election. Isn't that an interesting coincidence? And the memo calls for the FBI to develop sources within Catholic congregations uh, to try to obtain information about those folks. Another group that saw weaponization turn against them, parents who attended school board meetings. Uh, you'll hear today from Steve Friend, who worked for the FBI and actually found himself ridiculed at his own FBI office because he too was a parent who attended a school board meeting. This is Steve Friend. Given your law enforcement background, does knowing that you could be investigated by the FBI for speaking up at your child's school board meeting chill parents from exercising their First Amendment rights? Yes. And you said you had attended a school board meeting and you were nervous that you could be under federal investigation. Is that correct? Yes, my colleagues teased me about it. Americans who were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th who committed no crimes, who simply attended a rally, also saw the FBI weaponized against them. George Hill was an FBI uh, employee working out of the Boston field office, and he talks about the pressure that the Washington field office was putting on Boston, and when they tried to get predicate evidence, they couldn't get it for a very interesting reason. This is George Hill. Joe Bonavolante said, no, we're not opening up cases of people who went to a rally, and I forgot a few cars. The SSA for CT2 said, happy to do it, show us where they were inside the Capitol, and we'll look into it. To which WFO said, we can't show you those videos unless you can tell us the exact time and place those individuals were inside the Capitol. To which the SSA responded back, and I was privy to these conversations firsthand, why can't you show us, why can't you just send us, give us access to the 11,000 hours of video of this event? Because there may be, may be, UCs, undercover officers, or CHS's confidential human, or confidential human sources on those videos whose identity we need to protect. Okay, this is this is um, like inverted reasoning. Okay, show us the show us proof that they're in the Capitol. We can't show you that they're in the Capitol. Because if we show you they're in the Capitol, then we might show you that there's the, the confidential human sources that they're next to. That are in the Capitol with them. Come on. These people went in the Capitol? Like, they went in the Capitol? They helped them. Well, we saw that. It was all organized. We saw that with uh, Jacob Chansley, at least with the police officers, even. 
you know, walking him around. So not only do we have these FBI informants doing that, we've got the, I mean, so if, if my point is, if you've got the police officers walking them around, how much yeah. more do you have FBI agents walking, like in there infiltrating yeah. as, you know, literally inciting violence. Right. Literally. Okay. So we got a chick that replaced Liz Cheney. Harriet Hagman. Her name is Harriet Hagman. And she is going off on the tyrants in um, Five minutes. the DOJ and the FBI. Thank you, Chairman Jordan. I want to thank our witnesses today for their service to our country, service which includes their willingness to provide protected disclosures to ensure that the federal government is held accountable for wrongdoing. We've heard their testimony, and my colleagues will ask more questions so we can further understand the wrongdoing they have exposed and the retaliation that they have now suffered. As this hearing gets underway, I want to focus on the cultural changes that have occurred within the FBI over the last 20 plus years, fundamental changes that have led to the political capture of our flagship law enforcement agencies, and with the Democrats using these agencies as their own personal political hacks. What happened that allowed for politicization to permeate every facet of the FBI? Well, there are many things, but I think we must focus on the information that was provided by retired FBI Special Agent Thomas Baker, who testified before the Select Subcommittee earlier this year. Mr. Baker explained <clears throat> that in the aftermath of 9-11, and upon being embarrassed by being scolded by President Bush for not being able to stop it from happening, then FBI Director Robert Mueller made the decision to fundamentally change the FBI from a law enforcement body to an intelligence-driven one. Ooh. Such a redirection of the very purpose of the FBI resulted in centralizing its power in Washington, D.C., while placing less emphasis on the field offices. Changes that replaced agent executives in the headquarters with so-called professionals from the outside and stockpiling more and more power in D.C. and away from the country that it serves. 9-11 was a watershed moment for many reasons. It was a horrific terrorist attack on the shores of the United States of America. But our government's ultimate response is also tragic. And by targeting, by eventually finding a way to target not the terrorists, but American citizens, mm. which is where the FBI and DOJ are. At okay. this point That's good. in time, not terrorists with the DOJ and the sex traffickers, but oh, Americans. they were you—they were only hearing that; they weren't seeing it. That's uh, well, okay. She had pretty jewelry on. Okay, Sorry, guys. all right. So uh, before we sign off here, and I know we're running late, I want to hit a couple more clips on the Durham report. If you didn't see our full kind of Durham report report, uh, which we did, we did it in the beginning with Umbridion, uh, but I have a couple more clips. I want to play this clip from Glenn Beck. Uh, so the Durham report revealed the Clinton campaign, Obama, Biden, CIA, and the FBI all colluded to make sure Donald Trump was labeled a shill for the Russians. This is way worse than Water Watergate. We'll make sure you guys actually see this one. Way worse. Just Washington is so fully corrupt. Look at his blazer. We have now the, <laughs> just on the Durham report yesterday, we have the Clinton campaign we have barack obama former president we have joe biden we have the cia and the fbi all colluding to make sure that donald trump is labeled a uh, uh a defector or um you know a shill for the russians they knew it 
They executed it perfectly according to plan, mm-hmm. and no one paid any price. Do you nope. think they're going to stop? Of course not. Nope. What did they do the next election? The very next election, the FBI, which had the laptop of Hunter yep. Biden, knew exactly. That's what they did. You guys, you guys know that one. I want to pump through a few of these. Um, Comey was not. Look at the people that he didn't interview. Durham. to put the entire Democratic Party <laughs> in prison for this. And I didn't expect prison because I look at this thing and look at who Durham didn't even interview. He didn't interview McCabe. He didn't interview Comey. He didn't interview Glenn Simpson, Mark Elias, Peter Strzok. Mm-hmm. This isn't a real investigation. And Durham didn't even subpoena James Comey. So if you're going to do a real investigation and not subpoena the FBI director, it's a joke. So do you realize the FBI lied to the media and then the media reported the FBI lies? Then the FBI guys get fired. Then they get hired by the media to tell more lies. And then the media is just happy that no one went to prison for lying. Yep. Do you actually think any of these people in those montages read the Durham report? It doesn't look like they read it at all. And I was walking into Fox today and I see this Chiron at the bottom of the screen. It says, Durham says, the FBI treated Trump and Hillary differently. Really? I mean, Hillary bleached her server and smashed blackberries with hammers. And then they tried to put Trump in prison for obstruction. Think about that. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you have Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton coming back from Europe, China and the Middle East with boatloads full of cash. And Trump is the bad guy. Now, the Republicans are out there saying that, oh, when we get in there, well, we need to get rid of the FBI. That's never going to happen. What they need to do is this. They need to appoint a loyalist as FBI director. Kind of the way that JF. I think they need to get rid of the FBI and don't ever say never. Glenn Greenwald here. Oh, in the United States is that the intelligence agencies, the security state is fully liberated out in the open, not only to place their senior operatives at our major media outlets as they have done, but to use their investigative powers and their intelligence and surveillance mechanisms to manipulate our politics, to control the outcome of our elections, to destroy any political leader that gets in their way. The interview I've shown you many times of Chuck Schumer, the Democratic majority leader in the Senate, telling Rachel Maddow that Trump was being stupid for confronting and criticizing the intelligence community because, as he put it, everyone in Washington knows not to do that because they have six different ways. Michelle, we... um we're going to play two more clips, short clips, and then we're going to say goodbye. Uh, we had the opportunity to interview um, Hakeem. Islar. Islar. Hakeem, he is one of these survival guys. He's been on Naked and Afraid. Uh, he knows how to live. He knows how to survive in, like, sub-zero weather with no clothes. And I don't know how, but it's weird. But he's awesome. Uh, but he was uh, part of the PSYOP division where he did PSYOPs. So he teaches PSYOPs and the CIA, their big thing is PSYOPs. Like from, from hearing from Hakeem, if you're in that PSYOP world, everything that they do and everything they think of is through the lens of a PSYOP. Right. Exactly. Okay. And that's, that's. And so the Trump Russia collusion was a PSYOP. Right. And he gave us, um, a lot of, he gave us the steps of a PSYOP, right? 
And I have his book upstairs. I'm going to show you so I, so you guys can go and watch this video. You're going to want to watch it. Um, right here. We'll just give you a, a little sneak peek of what he looks like here. It's but like he, 900 to 1,000 years old. Okay. This is that old school and, um, where he's, camp. Go and watch this. He's called the Black MacGyver. Okay. PSYOP, self-defense, tomahawk. Like, he can do it all. The man is the man, right? Um, so, but but the PSYOP class that he teaches shows people how to identify a PSYOP. But to and these they, people, that's all they think. So I'm going to let y'all in on a little fun, funny thing. So it was going around camp because of uh, should, Tara. You could have should have showed him the move I'd. He taught me. Um, I'll show them that. Yeah, I'll show them that in a second. Tara went around telling everyone we're single, trying to find us, you know, spouses while we're there at boot camp. And we had not really had very many conversations with Hakeem, right? We're getting ready to interview him. He says, I heard something funny. I, or sorry, I heard something weird. And I was like, okay. And he's like, that you and your sister are single. And, you know, your mom's trying to get you your mom's off. trying to get you married off. And I was like laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, whatever. But, but, but you're so amazing. But we're she so amazing. so amazing. He goes, he literally says to us, he goes, I thought maybe it was a psyop. That you were so, a psyop. So my point is when you're in it, you start to think, is everything a psyop? Artifact. Yes, but I get it. We are so awesome. We are so incredible. We're too good to be true. No, it is a psyop. It, it, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. I'm older than I look. Oh, it's so funny. I'm okay, let's find this move. Let's show him the, the move that he taught you at the very end, which was really cool. Wait. For it, maybe like right here. Scroll. Well, you're now you're at the end. Oh, okay. It's. it's I don't like fast forwarding. What are the best knots for us to know? You know yeah, things yeah, of that yeah, nature. Yeah. No, you. Oh, you I'm telling no, you, you really can't. Might be able to go backwards. No, you can't. I'm telling you. If if there's any like they're working on. Hey guys. They're working on all this stuff for Rumble. What they need to just do is get a better fast forwarder and rewinder. That's and a volume adjuster. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because we especially need to learn. the resistance chicks. You guys are always invited. This sounds awesome. You guys parachute in. I don't want any. I don't He's want any soft stuff. Oh no! I'm feeling <laughs> some challenges. Uh, yes. Nice. I don't know. I don't know. We're getting a little bit injured as we get older. <laughs> so we try too many hard things. I love we can do any more crazy Hakeem survivalists. So thank you so much you. Uh, for teaching us some stuff. Is there anything like you could teach me self-defense real quick, like <laughs> on, on camera? Yeah, I guess okay, so. I do. I wonder what. So what nice. Can, so, so what can you teach me? All right. So cool. I'm a big bad dude trying to take advantage of you or whatever. Okay. First thing I want you to do is take your left hand, your, your right hander. Yeah. Good. I want you to put it up in my face like that. My right hand? Left hand. Good. Good. That distracts me. That makes this the issue, right? Okay. I want to try to get it out of the way. I want to slap it away. Okay. Right? So once you put it there yeah. and I go to do something to it, you pull yeah. it back and replace it with your right hand in my face. Boom. Man. Whoa! Good. I like that. So, oh my God. Leah did it. She was so excited. I, he awesome. had to go, I asked him later, did anybody actually fit you in the face with that one? He's like, yeah, because it's you're right there and, and you yeah. feel when yeah. he tells you to do that, you you want to do you want to do it hard. You just yeah. do. You're like ah, okay, all right. Let's play the last clip here. Let's do the the that Vivek Ramaswamy is running for president against Donald Trump, with Donald Trump, I should say. Guys, at and this point, uh, it's he not says that Donald Trump. Uh, we got to get rid of the FBI, and I am with him on this. Let me find it. Vivek Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. It's kind of a fun name to say. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna find right. it right there. Was there? What is it where we just mm -hmm. were? Yep. Oh, I see him right there. Okay. Vivek. Vivek Ramaswamy.
This is deeply concerning, and it just reaffirms a call that I made in early March to say that the next president actually needs to shut down the FBI. This is a corrupt institution that has repeatedly revealed itself to be politicized. The same FBI that went after Martin Luther King now effectively went after Donald Trump. And I think when you have an administrative rot that runs that deep, you cannot reform it top down. You have to actually shut it down. And I think that's possible. And if you think about it, the local level you have local police and you have a prosecutor you don't have an investigative unit in between at the federal level you have u.s marshals and the department of justice when you have a bureaucracy that sits in between that is a formula for corruption that is what we see here in the durham report that was a mic drop moment done over you're gone you're out of here let me go over here to uh the comments and see if you guys have anything that I need to read out loud here. If somebody loves uh, Hegman so much, they think that she would make a great Speaker of the House. I could not agree with you more mm. on that, actually. I really, really like her. Matthew says the entire e- hearing was so spicy. Wicked Psych says he pronounces it Vivek. 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 That's going to be hard to say. Vivek. Vivek. All right, let's play a little bit of Jim Caviezel. You guys are going to go to soundoffreedom.com, get your tickets. Let's play... Um, the, a clip from Sound for Freedom here. Is it is it the sound of of freedom.com? It's soundoffreedom.com. Let's see. Just sound of freedom. We're going to get it right. Which one? There's so many here. It's, it's I was said, having to go to the VidAngel one. That's why I'm asking you if you know of a website other than than the one that I was I want trying you to, to play find. a clip from Sound of Freedom. Okay. Well, you have literally so many of these up. So Leah's going to find the website, but I do have it on resistancechicks.com. Uh, the VidAngel one, it's Angel Studios. Yeah, the only one I'm seeing is the Pay It Forward Sound Yeah, that's, of that's the one. That's the one. Maybe bring this up for people. I will. Here's I've so ever Angel seen. Angel Studios um, it, Mel Gibson had a great hand in helping in the editing some of this to help in the pacing. Um, and those that saw it earlier will see this at a, a 10 times better because uh, a lot of people saw the film in the earlier cuts, and but they were still blown away. And this is how you know it's that good when you don't leave the theater. Uh, I saw that happen in Schindler's List. I saw that happen in The Passion of the Christ, and I saw that happen here. Okay, let's play uh, the the uh, com slash war room, Angel 10. Get your tickets in A. We're trying to send a message on this to make sure that we sell 2 million tickets and the representation of the two million children. Let's go ahead and play. Let's go ahead and play. Uh, let's go ahead and play part of this film. We've got nine minutes, but I'm gonna come in and bring Jim back into the conversation. Let's go ahead and hit it. For one American child or one American trafficker, what reason DC would let you within a million miles of it? Glamour shots of Miss Cartagena don't count. She has the girl. And I say the girls in Russia prove me wrong. over Tim. Close up. Get on the plane and uh, and come back home. Bureaucracy. This is why I operate black. Have a nice flight, Timoteo. You were a cartel guy. 
Yeah. Kept your mouth shut, did your time. Could have picked up where you left off. Bought yourself a condo on the beach. Instead, you're doing this. Why? Really? On the beach, fifteenth floor, marble, looking the whole bay. First night out of jail, I slept in my own bed. Day two, I was back in business, same old life, but it it doesn't feel right. Not the drugs, not the hookers, but damn it, if I didn't keep trying. <laughs> So, one night, I'm leaving a bar all jacked up on coca, and I notice this young girl on the corner, fine looking, maybe 20, 25. Take her up to my place, we do the deed, pay the bill. She's putting on her shoes, and I notice something. I notice her foot. She's got these little pink cat faces painted on her toenails. And it hit me. She's not 25. And she glances up and her eyes connect. And it was like I was granted a glimpse into her soul. And all I saw sadness I don't know where she starts talking turns out she's not 25 not even 20 this girl is 14 years old to Mateo she's been doing it since she was six looks at me smiles takes the money walks out the door All of a sudden, I'm hit by this tidal wave, this tsunami of darkness. And I know I'm the sadness in her eyes. Me, I'm the darkness. And I know the darkness has to die. So I get my 45. to my head put my finger on the trigger now if there is a time to ask if God exists that would be it so I did 
tells you what to do. You cannot hesitate. God's choice. Wow. So that's a clip from the Sound of Freedom. You go to angelstudios.com slash play it forward slash Sound of Freedom. And we're all going to go see it in July. Um, but until then, we're going to get the word out. You guys get the word out with your friends, your family, your church. Um, you know what I was thinking? Theaters. You know what I was thinking about buying out this whole theater? Um, because our friends, Banners for Freedom, are going to be coming into town. And we may end up buying out a theater here um, for the 4th of July. So that's that something sounds that like could... something we should make a happen. Yeah, for sure. I'll let them know. Yeah, so, we might have to buy, I mean, buy out a couple. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking, actually. So I think that that's something that we probably need to partner with some churches around here and get on board and just, and you guys should do that too. You know, mm -hmm. um, again, we don't get any kickback. We've just been waiting for five years for this film to come out. I'm just very, very excited about this. All right. Last but not least, before we say goodbye please go and check out the videos that we did at Old School Survival Boot Camp. I think you will feel a part of it like you were there. This past week, we did um, Revelation Red Pill, Wednesday. Daniel's chapters two and seven. If you guys ever wondered, what are the, what's the four kingdoms? Uh, what are the, what's the beast that he talks about? You're going to walk away and say, oh, that all makes sense. You'll be able to tell your friends all about it. So the first part I thought was incredible, but something happened about two thirds of the way through and it just switched into high gear. And I felt well, like Well, we got to the just... second half of Daniel 7. Is that we got past the four beasts and we're like, we're summing the rest of Daniel 7 up. It's like, if you've fire. ever read the book of Daniel and been like, what the heck is this even about? You need to watch our Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. And in fact, if you're not tuning into Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, I don't know what you're doing. All right. And next Wednesday, tell your friends, I'll come. We're going to do Daniel 70 weeks. We're going to prove to you. I guarantee stinking to you. Guarantee we'll prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are not waiting for the fulfillment of the last week. Come on, I man. 70 weeks. That's going to be a huge, huge episode. I guarantee you. And don't forget to be checking out Kingdom Roundtable every Monday night on Kingdom Roundtable's Rumble channel. And then we've just started. I say we because we're a group, but it was really Surge that launched it. The True Kingdom Community on Facebook. Just look it up. True Kingdom Community. It's Matthew private says, group. FYI, Ukraine is the number one adrenochrome exporter. Russia rescued 35,000 tr children from the underground uh, tunnels at Chernobyl. Um, they rescued children from the residents' home uh, in Ukraine. All right, you guys, we also have uh, a P.O. box. Send us yeah. your letters. 107 Milford, Ohio, 45150. If you send us your letters, we will read them on air. Um, so I did just tell everybody to be tuning in to the Kingdom Roundtable on Monday. However, you actually want to be tuned in to uh, David Hevner. At, um, let me make sure I'm spelling it right. It's like heaven. Heaven er tv dot and i'll put this on today's show lightcast.com david hevner tv dot uh, it's right here david hevner tv dot lightcast.com right am i not what am i missing heaven is an e. n there's no an e. e there we go david hevner tv dot lightcast.com there ah. we go we're gonna be on with him Monday night, 7 p.m. for okay. two-hour show. What? So there's, wow. it's, I think it's kind of like roughly an hour for the regular show or 45 okay. minutes. Then they do a, they go underground. 
They come off of YouTube. They come off of all of that because I think you can watch them on YouTube too. And they have a Q&A where people can come in and they can ask questions. And it's just going to be a really, really fun night. I was on the phone with David. He's a former Hollywood actor, actually current. He still does movies and TV and stuff like that. Um, David Hevner is uh, one of the, the mainstream, like, he's come out of Hollywood and now speaking truth to the masses, which I absolutely love. We met his wife, Shanita, at the Kentucky Huddle. And she said, hey, why don't you come on David's show? So I talked to David yesterday or the day before, and he was like, so what do you want to talk about? And I was like, David, we can talk about anything. So he was like, we, we went over all the different things that we're passionate about right now. And he's like, what about demonic warfare? I'm talking about that right now. I said, David, we'll go anywhere with you. So be tuned in. And I will make sure that I share that everywhere with the links. You don't have to remember that. It'll be out. Just check us out on all the platforms Monday during the day. I'll make sure that it's there so you guys can come in and tune in. But I'm going to, I'm really looking forward to that program. Yeah. And sometime this week, we're going back to the sheepdog trials with Matt. Yeah, that was really fun. You guys can go this weekend. We will be going either Saturday or Sunday. We're not sure. If you live anywhere near Lexington. Stock. Dog the uh, it's called the Bluegrass Classic. Classic in Lexington. Sheep. It's really really Kentucky. fun to watch the the I herding love dogs. I to watch animals herd the sheep work. Yeah, and on Sunday they're going to be doing the double what? The double lift. Double where lift. A dog has to go and grab twenty sheep. That's so exciting. And then separate out five. They've been doing three yeah. at a time, but now they're going to be doing even more than that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hugh White says, "OMG!" Since she was six with this with the frowny face. Yeah, it's so sad. These are true stories, by the way. I know. I know. This is a true story. All right. Um, you know, we haven't talked about my pillow in a while. Mike. Mike Lindell. Guys, he is on the forefront fighting for election integrity. Um, if you guys want to support us and Mike at the same time, and you like, listen, Leah Michelle, I got all the pillows. I got everything I need. I don't need anything else. Go to franksocial.com. Go to our page. Mm -hmm. You can support us instead of using PayPal for $5 a month or more or whatever, but just like five bucks a month, right? That's a cup of coffee. $5 a month. 10% goes to, to the Lindell Legal Offense Fund, right? Yeah. That's huge. So then yeah. you're supporting resistance chicks and you're supporting the Lindell Legal Offense Fund and you don't have to support PayPal, yeah. which I love. Yeah. That's nice. Awesome. You guys really supported. Uh, there was a lot. You guys uh, really supported us. We were able to do stuff and yes, we really thank you. appreciate it. Um, so there's a lot of stuff, little things that we do that we, that are ministry and you guys are part of it and we do it as resistance chicks. And I want to so thank you guys for that. We thank you guys for that. Uh, donations, if those come in, uh, if you guys, donations come in, then, then we'll fill the, the theater in July resistance chicks can and give out tickets, you know, um, that. however, awesome. that would be, we, we want to, we don't ask you guys for money, but we have big plans in our head. And so we do things and we've, we've traveled and you guys have helped us be able to do things and do things, uh, that didn't cost whatever, whoever it was. It didn't cost them, yeah. you know, anything to have us there um, because you guys helped us get there. And so uh, we really appreciate, we really appreciate all of your support. You guys do some rumbles. I know you got some rumble support. Um, gosh, guys, you guys are amazing. And we just really appreciate you. We want you to know we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We love you guys. Uh, James says, thanks again for another pair of awesome shows. Matthew says, thank you for an amazing show. Beautiful souls in the chat. Always know that God's in control and things are allowed to happen to shake everyone and everything. He's calling for the rising of the body of Christ. Amen. Very, very well said. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth. And we will see you next time. Sunday. Sunday.
World News Program. I got a show. It's already coming together. We're going to go all the way around the world covering conservative news in other parts of the world. Are we supposed to be at, at 1.30? Or did we move it to 1.30? It's at 1.30. It's, we moved it to 1.30. It's at 1.30. When did we move it to 1.30? Long time ago. We did? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if for some reason we're at the Stock Dog Trials, you're going to get a show. We're either going to film it on Saturday and premiere it at 1.30, but you're going to get a show because I've already got a show. It's going to be a great show. There's lots of stuff happening. We around missed the world. you last week. We've got yeah. a lot to cover. All right. Bye, guys. God bless. I was called.